Oh, it's another episode of the Decast. We're coming at you live, pre- but pre-recorded. This week we have uh, Joe Motiki from TVO Kids, the Crawl Space in the '90s. Uh, you might remember the '90s. It was the decade between the '80s and the 2000s. Um, you might have watched shows such as Art Attack, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Arthur, Magic School Bus, and uh, Joe was the gentleman that would guide you uh, through each of these shows and hang out with you in between, you know, and read the viewers' mail, check in with the kids, see how they're doing. So Joe came over to the Deke Studio to break it down with me, and we, 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 you. Mr. Derek Veenhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. Derek. Good, man. I'm good. I'm great. No, man. Is it, look, it's, you're saying you're excited, but it's exciting to uh, to be here and stuff like that. I love it when like the uh, when the TVO kids, kids, when they grow up and they, they start doing things and they start putting stuff together. Yeah. Even got decast on the wall. And this, my, this these sound absorbing panels are more for looks. <laughs> they're probably not doing much. <laughs> all right. You know? That's all right. No, there's some facility to them. But, yeah, they eat a little bit of sound. So, bit, you know, it's fine. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are not talking out into the... Uh, you know, into the room. You know, exactly. I mean, just maybe bring it this way. Exactly. We just make everything yeah. a little more sexy. And everything. Yeah. That's what's. Uh, that's what. Oh, it's not a light. You painted it on there. It's vinyl. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Okay. I work at a print shop, so after hours, print whatever I want. That's awesome. Decals on my car, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You see, yeah. like all the good stuff. For some reason, I thought you had a light shining on there. Well, yeah, I got the blue and purple there uh, up there. I was actually I'm waiting on a black light for that. Oh yeah. But I said, hey, let's try some colored lights. Uh, See how that works. It'd probably look nicer when it's uh, nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be late podcast. Late night decast. Yeah, that's what's going on in there. After hours, the watershed. (laughs) That's a term (laughs) I learned looking up uh, TV stuff. The watershed. What's the watershed? The watershed is a a British television term for the the time uh, late night when you can play adult programming. Oh, not necessarily, but Mm -hmm. you're allowed to, right? That's I didn't know that. I know uh, the term watershed. I guess like. In a river or something with water, right? Using politics and stuff and different. Then I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's a TV term, but yeah. yeah. Neither did you. No, look, that's the thing. Look, they do things differently in England, right? Sure. There's always some. I want to hear watershed. Like the, I start thinking, well, okay, North America. I'm thinking, is that like a rusty trombone or the, okay, you know, the, the, the hot steamer or whatever? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the watershed. You're going okay. weird places now, yeah, Derek. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you, we're keeping it on point. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just hey, that's exactly. just when it's uh, you can start. Uh, Working a little blue yeah, <laughs> on exactly, late night exactly. British television. That's yeah. wicked. You learn something new every day. They say Look, you have to. If you're not, then what are you doing? You gotta, yeah. you gotta keep on keeping on. That is yeah. it. But yeah, love that you're doing this podcast today. That man, good on you. Thanks, Enjoying man. it so far? Yeah, it's been fun. It's been mostly the funnest thing is to just sit, force your friends to sit down and talk to you for an hour. <laughs> you know, because even your best friends, like, yeah, you have conversations, but then you're eating dinner, then you're going out somewhere. You, you just chit chatting or whatever, but to ha- to force them, hey, what is your idea on this? What is your idea on that? Oh, explain that to me, like mm-hmm. for an hour straight, right? And then they learn something too, because like uh, you know, my buddy's talking about his field at school in epidemiology. So right, he he said to me, well, what he learned was how to speak about his work mm-hmm. for an hour straight and kind of hash because he knows what he's doing, right? But to have to to, to be a science communicator. Mm-hmm. Is often a hard thing for for science students and science practitioners. One hundred percent. That's like a field that's that's new guys are coming up. Like, okay, how can we get the the right ch- charisma mixed with the knowledge and, and get the guys out there that can that can explain the science to the public in the 
you know, the correct way. Yeah. It's a trick. That's Bill Nye the Science Guy. That's Bill Nye. He's a great. He's one of. He's the great. I'm amazing at it. And it's funny now. He's having a like. He's having his next act, right? Like you know, he had his. Uh, I guess they call it like his. Um, you know, his, his children's show phase when he had Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yep. And then you know, I think he sprouted out. I mean, he's a bright guy, so he started doing all kinds of different interesting things. But the last couple of years, he's had like a real renaissance. I think partly oh, yeah. because of the way he's been using. Uh, you know. Uh, online, social Internet, media, and everything. Partnering up with the right guys, Neil Tyson, different guys like that. Yes, yeah. and debating people. And do you think he should have done that debate with that creationist, or do you think it was a waste of time? Did you? See you know that? what? I, I saw bits of it. I don't think it's ever. I don't think it's ever, especially for what he's doing. You want to get your message out, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think people decide. All right, well, if, if I got to get my message out, then I've got to piggyback on somebody whose message you know uh, maybe other people don't agree with or don't like. He's bright, so mm-hmm. I think he knows. Hey, you know what? If something like this, it's it's going to be hits, right? It's going to yeah. be. I mean, you know, we'd always say back in the day, like it's ratings, going to be television ratings. Yeah. But now everyone's looking to get hits, right? So yep. he knows it's going to get clicks, and if enough people are clicking on it, he knows people are going to say, "Is that that guy Bill Nye the Science Guy?" Yeah. Like young people definitely yeah. will, and then they'll go find him in his other things. That's why he did Dancing with the Stars as well. I didn't know he did that. He, I got to check that out. Was he good on it? it you know, what? he was only on for two episodes. Okay. I have to say. Like it was the first time and the only time I've ever actually watched Dancing with the Stars. But why would I watch <laughs> Dancing with the Stars? Because Bill Nye Bill was Nye's on, on it. it, and I'm like, I felt look, I I almost have to, yeah. So because I know that people are going to be hitting me up online. Yo, man, you see, you see Bill Nye the okay. Science Guy? It's like, and I got to know that you know it's like Bill and I are sort of connected and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I've got to I've got to know what he's up to. Yeah. Okay, that leads me to something. I want to know a bit about uh, sort of. Who like the 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 so TVO Kids is not necessarily uh, in the nineties. It wasn't a production studio. It was a television. It was a program through the channel that that syndicated show various shows. Right, like when you look at YTV, they produce a lot of original content. Right, yeah. Uh, like YTV, TVO didn't necessarily produce except for like the Bod Squad, which you were a part of, and things right. like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. We were the whole point of TVO Kids was that it was um you know it was a, a block of children's programs. Mm-hmm. So they would go out and they would purchase programs. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part, I mean, there's a back in the day, there was a couple of original shows that, as the block became popular, uh, they started putting in. I remember when uh, when Kevin Brosh had left uh, TVO Kids because um, Patty and Kevin started the show in 1994. Yep. So that was uh, April of '94, and then um, they were together for about a year. Uh, and then I was doing a late night show at TVO at the same time called What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the best. I mean, it was just. So much fun. That, that was a call-in show? Call-in show, late-night phone-in show. We're live uh, Tuesday nights. So interesting. Yeah. They don't have that anymore, right? They don't do no. stuff like that. Like, no. There's not a thing like that. No. Which, you know, I, look, it, I mean, television is is changing, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, because of the, the influences that you have from, like, uh, online stuff and from, uh, adapt from to the it, internet, whatever. they figure, okay, you know what? They, they, they're going to not do that, and they're going to they're gonna look elsewhere. They're going to look sure. to do other sure. things, yeah. right? Uh, and you know, which is, if they want to, that's fine. But I, I always think there's a niche for that. Mm-hmm. I always think that well, if people liked it then, I don't know why there wouldn't be an audience for it now. Right, right. right. I, I'm always a big believer that you've got to tie stuff in. You, if if you want to have an online presence and you believe that the internet is the way that everything is going, all right, so be it. But I've always believed that people still like sitting down in front of their televisions and watching programs. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. People are buying forty-six inch and fifty-inch flatties, and yeah. you know, and, yeah. and getting sound systems. People still like to sit down and watch stuff. Oh yeah. So you know, if you if you're you know, I know a TVO. One of the things is that now they're 
um, they're really putting their money into digital because they don't have that much money. So they're thinking, okay, you know what? We, we're going to go digital and we're going to try to do educational stuff that way. And that's fine. But you, you still got a big TV station that's got studios and it's got microphones. And, you know, I think people still like to consume their content that way. Yeah. There might be other ways. I know there's, you know, we're in a multi-platform universe and people sure. get their stuff other ways. But I, I still think TV is, the, is, a, is, is a great medium and that people are interested in it. To do a live late night phone-in show, I think yeah. that's, you know, on the internet. It's different because you got like podcasts or different things. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but when we're talking about 94, that, that must have been really cool. And I don't necessarily remember that. Maybe I've seen it How at the old time. were you when you were watching the show? So I was born in 88. Okay. So, so you'd have been six when yeah, TVO so came first. Yeah, so I might first. not have knew what I, I was probably watching Care Bears early in the morning, stuff like that. <laughs> right, but I didn't yep. really, you know, I didn't, probably hadn't developed like my favorite channels yet or my favorite, you know, stuff right. like that. But. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess my point was with the TVO being more of a just a broadcaster. Um, yeah, like, uh, did you who did you get to meet from any of the shows, if any of them? Like a lot of them, because you know, Art Attack was just the, the guys from England. Yeah, right? England. So, that's right, Neil Buchanan. Yeah. yeah. So, so who who of the different shows did you get to meet and interact with, and who didn't you ever get to? You, uh, you know, know what we had? Uh, no, there's a few people because uh, because we were showing those shows. So like you were saying earlier, you know, these are syndicated shows. TV yeah. by the shows. Our job is to you know come on in between those shows and keep the audience tuned in and be ready for the next show, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and that's where our original content would come. So, of course, we'd have people from the show uh, that would come in because now it's an opportunity to actually promote their yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, especially back then, like, I mean, you know, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities to do that sort of thing. To promote their... To yeah, be, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, because there's no... If, like, Eric's World. Remember Eric Nagler? Oh, I, that sounds so familiar. What is yeah, that? Yeah, he was a... He, it was a spinoff of Sharon Lois and Bram. So Sharon oh. Lois and Bram had their show. Eric Nagler was on that show. And then he actually got his own, his own show called Eric's World. So he got a spinoff from that. And uh, it was before my time. That was 94. And I remember, uh, I remember Patty telling me, uh, you know, about Eric uh, Nagler coming in. And they were, like, super stoked. Because for them, this is, like, the, the biggest star they had up to that point, right? Yeah. Excuse me. little water burp. <laughs> and uh, uh, what was it? Um, they also had um, uh, one of the guys from a show called Join In. That was another show that was on at the time. So when I got there in 95, uh, we got um, – and we had Mark Brown, uh, the um, author of Arthur – he had okay. come in to uh, um, to you know sort of celebrate uh, the show and everything, right? Because yeah. Arthur is Arthur blew up killer I, killer show. Like that, love Arthur, Jekyll Jekyll Hyde, Doctor Hyde Hyde Jekyll. <laughs> That's right, dude. Yeah, library card. Come on, uh-huh. that is the that is the thing. It is a. It, 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 that's why I always called him the Phenom. I remember back when I was... He was the Phenom? He was the Phenom. And ah. I would always say, you know, TVO kids, kids, here he comes. Get ready. Get set. Yeah. Phenom. And Arthur would come on. And even now when I run into like uh, uh, kids that watch the show, yeah. and I was like, yeah, Joe, he was the Phenom. Arthur was awesome. So we had Mark Brown, the author, uh, come on to the show. We okay. had him on. Uh, we had um, uh, a Bill Knight Science guy. We did a couple of events with How him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, which were amazing. I remember we had him, we had him in the crawl space, mm-hmm. uh, and um, he came into uh you know to promote the show mm-hmm. and then um uh, about a year later we uh, did some shows at the uh, at the science center uh mm-hmm. with uh with bill nye and it was just him doing like a you know like a 45 minute uh, uh show interactive and, kind of thing yeah, yeah had you know kids came in sitting there you bring kids up to like try different things with sound and with uh, uh vibrations just all sorts of classic bill nye stuff and uh i remember being the best because he was he's only supposed to do three shows and it was so popular. Like, it was, like, just huge lineups. And uh, 
we actually ended up doing six shows, which was crazy because, you know, it's not, you know, he's got places he's got to go and everything. Yeah. So for him to be like, okay, yeah, I'll double the shows and that's no problem. Yeah. You know, like, I, mean, I don't know today who would, you know, who be who be open enough to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, partly, too, he understands that, you know, there's a lot of kids and you don't want to disappoint kids. Yeah. So uh, Bill was awesome for that. So got to meet Bill Knight, the science guy. He was great. Uh, we had the um, uh, the Crap Brothers from uh, Kratz oh, Creatures. Crap Brothers. They were the best. Some people Chris forget. I've been, I've been mentioning them lately, and some people forget. They remember Zabumafu, but yeah. they forget who the cra- they, they forget, forget the Creatures. Yeah. You know what? It's a, and I'm sure that happens a lot. And I've, you probably, with your friends, um, where you're, if you saw it, you'd remember it. And you're yes. like, oh my gosh, that. Or the theme song. People, the theme song people remember right away. Yeah, Once you sing it, and then it's like, yeah. oh man, I totally know that. Yeah. But, you know, if you were just sitting there saying, hey man, do you remember such and such a character? or such and such a, oh. No, I don't. I got too much crap in my brain. People have too much stuff in their brain. Yep. Sometimes crap. Sometimes maybe important information for school. Yes, like, you know, yes, like, yes. So maybe you got to push out some of those yeah. memories. Yeah. Of maybe some stuff's more important than Crab Brothers in your life to remember. but And maybe not. Maybe but not. the crap, the crap. So we did the. Uh, uh, it was the um, the creature, the creature quilt Zubilee. Okay. And we had um, kids make these uh, big quilts with animals on them, and then we did a big event at the uh, Metro Toronto Zoo, and uh, and the Kratz brothers were there. They came in like on a camel, yeah. And uh, we did a whole stage so show. They actually went into the field with animals and stuff, right? Were they, they kind of like Steve Irwin in that sense? Like, yeah, in that sense, yeah. They would go out and do actual things. Did right? they know go what they were doing? Were they trained? Or are they just like crazy no, they brothers? Were. Okay. No, totally trained. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> you see, now these days, that's a, that would be some sort of uh, like jackass skit or whatever. Right, right. Hey, we're two dudes. We know nothing but animals. We're going to go see where we play that lion. Ha, 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 Get it away from me. It's like, dudes, are you like really? Like, I don't know. I know some people think it's hilarious, but then there's some people that I know are just, look, it, uh, I know we're meandering. I know we're going up on that's, tangents that's and stuff. That's fine. Uh, but I mean, it's a it's interesting now. A lot of people just want to be famous, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, and they might not necessarily be into you know. Like I'll uh, meet people or you know friends. I'll say, oh, you know, I know this young guy, and he really wants to uh, be on television, or he really wants to do what you yeah. do. And you know, could you talk to him? And I always, you know, talk to, you know, whoever I tell them, look, this is what I did. I went to school and studied and, you know, worked hard at this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. And a lot of times people don't, you can see them sort of glaze over because they, they're not into They don't the want to heart. be a true student of the game and really under, get, get, really challenge themselves to actually do it. They, they just want the end goal for some reason. They just want, yeah, they just want, they just want the to be fame. famous. Or the fortune. Or if they Give can me get the fortune, the fortune. Keep the fame. I think so, the flame, these days, I think it's one and the same, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, we live in a... In the this is the Kardashian area, right? We're in a, we're in a TMZ area, and you got Twitch for gamers, different different avenues to get famous for doing virtually nothing, and which is great. Look, I I don't berate anybody for Do getting rich get or doing nothing. hundred yeah. percent. That's literally what the lottery is. So yeah. if you can if you can do that, so be it. And and that is the great thing about now where the where the internet has went because you know so many. People are, like, doing their own shows, producing their own stuff. And their stuff looks great. There's stuff that you see on the internet, people's YouTube shows, the stuff that they're releasing. That's, like, top-notch. It looks oh, yeah. Like it, and, and, it's, and they get deals, development deals, just from you off YouTube. Right. Like, yeah. and, they, and they may not want I – mean, some of them might not want to get a development deal. Because if you're, if you're an artist and all you want to do is share your art, mm-hmm. then 
the internet is perfect, right? You don't have to, if you're a singer, you don't have to go, you don't have to kowtow to a record company. You don't have to talk to execs. You don't have anybody giving you notes. And your SoundCloud tells you where all your fans are by country. So you go, that's why different rappers, they might not be popping in the U.S., but they mm-hmm. go over to Germany, they go over to France, and they know where their fans are. Right. And they do shows, and they get paid. It's- and they fly back, like... Done. Yeah. And that's it. And now you're, you're making enough money to, to live. You don't have to do, you know, whatever job that you're doing. You yeah. can make a living doing what you enjoy. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's, it's, and it's so much easier. And that's great. But then you've got the flip. And I guess maybe say Kardashian would be the other extreme where, you, you know, I mean, look, she, she got famous. <laughs> we all know why she got famous. We don't have to mention. For the TVO Kids alumni. There we go. That's right. Joe, don't say the word. <laughs> don't, don't say the word. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to hear it. Yeah. But, that is a, but that's the thing. You can, you can just get famous and then get rich from being famous. And that's, that's Kardashian's thing. And the, all right, fine. Yeah. And then, but then you've got people in the middle. You know, you're obviously working at your craft, and you went, you, you set it up, and you, you're focused. You know what you want to do. Yeah. There's other people that aren't so focused, and maybe they just want to, like, you know what? I just want to get hits. And if I do something stupid, if I do something dangerous, or if I do something moronic. Prank videos, gone wrong. Do you yeah. like prank videos? No. Okay. I, I, wait. Now, let me, let me correct myself. I like, there's a lot of old school ones. The originators, uh, different guys who just did. Genuinely funny, like when they had a sort of a charisma, some sort of persona to them, and they were uh, like uh, Daquan, De- 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 white boy on campus off World Star Hip Hop. We were just watching that last <laughs> night. It's a great series this guy used to do where he would go to different university campuses and just act a fool, like this white guy just doing all these basketball moves to people and like asking girls on dates, like random stuff. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's funny. Right. He's not just doing it to be, f- let's just prank people just mm-hmm. for the sake of it. A lot of these, some of them are funny, like uh, the Taser bike seat. Right, Beef videos, stuff like that. Uh-huh. But it's like there's so many now, and then the one half of them are fake, set up. The ones of the guys getting fights, and you're like, yeah, that's not real. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of bugs me. But a lot of the stuff on the internet bugs me these days. Right? What are you gonna do? You, you would know if, uh, and and that's the thing, right? Because I think the internet used to be the last bastion. It became this new frontier of like legit stuff, right? But then, yeah. like everything else, once people realize, and maybe this is just money. Once they realize they can make money off it and fame and get hits. All right, let's start faking stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, really? Like this too? Like, I mean, look, we always said, don't, if it's on the internet, like, don't, you don't believe it. You don't have to believe it just because it's on the internet. Just yeah. because somebody printed it up doesn't mean it's true. No. But check your sources, people. It, do a Google search. Go to Snopes. Somebody shows me Please. something. Oh my gosh, an eagle, you know, it picked, picked up, up a, a baby. child. And it went into the sky. Turns and out it was like, a college project. And yeah. And I mean, and which is cool, but, you know, check, right? We come from a time when, you know, you know, I remember when there was only like four stations. It was NBC, ABC, CBS from yep. the States, and then you yep. got CBC, CTV, Global here. Yeah. So you knew say, if you're watching a news story, you knew it was going to be true because they're checking their facts, right? And then they check it, they double check. You trusted them check. to a degree. Right. These days, now this is a this is the TMZ era mm-hmm. where you only have to be right for, for five minutes. Yeah, or for the six-hour, 12-hour news cycle. Yeah. Until people check your sources and verify the fact that you're lying. Well, you see, these days now you can update, right? You, yeah. You can, so you can, you can get your clicks yeah. or you can get your – And change, the, change and then, the headline even a lot of these things do. They change 100%, the headline. 100%. So you're not fact-checking. You're not no. doing anything. No. You got boots on the ground. They say that you know such and such star did such and such a thing. Put it up. And then uh, – you know what? Actually, it wasn't. He was doing it. It wasn't cocaine. He was at a, a hookah bar. <laughs> Update number one. Yeah. Just it's not cocaine. It's a hookah bar, right? Yeah. You're like, really? But now you've already got. 
it's already done. You got your hits, yeah. and you can't get in any trouble because it's like, no, 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 we updated, and it's right there. And so it, it, people are sloppy. There's a lot yeah. of sloppy. So when you're talking about the early guys doing pranks, and those yeah. guys are like comedians, yeah. right? They're like guys that are like, you know what? I want to be funny. CKY, Jackass. All that stuff, that was big. Uh, bum fights. I mean, <laughs> controversial, yeah. but hey. But you, got, you, know you laughed at it. Yep. It, just it, admit it. They were hitting an audience. There's an audience. People liked it, and it's like, all right. Yeah. Now, I think it's just, it, it. everything just gets watered down. I see dudes, it, it's like they got the idea like three seconds ago. Yeah. And like, let's just record it. And it's like, you yep. know, hey, I'm going to go up to, what was it? I saw one where it was like some guy, and he said he was he's going up to black people, and he, he said there's a nickel. He put a nickel on the ground. Yeah. Right? But then he'd be like, uh, you know, he'd be, he'd be saying the N-word. Uh-huh. Right? He's like, you know, hey, man, what, what, what's up, nickel? What? Yeah. What'd, you, What'd say? you say? What'd you say? No, no, no. It's a nickel on the ground. Please oh, don't beat like me. That's don't so, beat me. so much like, thought into it. You're so, it's so funny. Like, it's just so base. It's, it, that is, right? that's the right word. It's just base. Yeah. You, you haven't built anything up. A lot of times, you know, if you're somebody who's trying to build something, like, you know, if you're some guy building a song, all right, you, you get your base. You build your baseline, but you, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Then yeah. you just you do more stuff. You build yeah. on it, and I think a lot of people they, they just they're just not. No, and like you said, that it that is a a product of the of the times and the generation is that the, the headline generation that that is what generates clicks. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, on the internet, for people make money off doing this disingenuous kind of stuff, right? And it's I think it's a lot of younger people. That are generating clicks. I'm just kind of guessing. I don't know all the metrics behind and everything, but I think people like my generation or older were like, "Come on, like, mm-hmm. you don't click on that stuff." It's right. a lot of young kids going, "Oh, this guy fell down the stairs. Let me click," because it's probably pretty funny. It's that Vine stuff. It's the Twitter. It's Instagram. It's it's quick, it's quick successions of of comedy and yeah. just yeah. content that. And then they forget about it five seconds later. But you know what? They clicked it a million times. Mm-hmm. So yep. So now it's done. It's yeah. like, and and look. And I, I I can't berate it. If if you're getting if you're hitting hitting your goals, yeah. Uh, by doing by putting the least effort in possible. Yeah. Look, you can't really argue with that. That's like, great. Yeah. And uh, you know, and there's a lot of old guys. I don't want to be like you know somebody from a generation saying, "Ah oh, man, these kids. Yeah. Why do they do?" Look, people like it. If there's yeah. an audience for it and you're doing it, then that's great. Mm-hmm. But just just don't ever say you're as skilled as me. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't ever come up and say, "Yo, man, I can do what you do." Oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna, you know, I worked hard. I, I'll put my skill set against anybody. Yep. You know, I'm glad you were able to hold an audience for seven seconds. But, but hey, I hold audiences for seven the years. Crawl space That's what's for, up. Yeah. And guess what? You when you were on the crawl space, it was the best ratings the show ever had. Not yep. to toot your horn too much, but hey, no, it's a you know you, you can you can toot that horn as much All as you, you want. I was proud. I, it was a time that I was really proud of. Like, I mean, yeah. it was a it was a great time. I mean, look, it was a great time for TVO. It was a great time for, uh, you know, I think for children's television, especially yeah. here in the in the country, right? Because you know, TVO when Patty and Kevin had started the show in '94, um, you know, it was uh, it was only YTV that was uh, that w- that had like say interstitial uh, interstitial hosts, right? Like, you know, they had uh, Phil yeah. and then later on uh, Paul, and they had guys coming on in between the shows. Yeah. But because TVO, I mean the the mandate was so different because an educational broadcaster, sure. right? So you know you couldn't do things on TVO that you could do on YTV. Yeah, YTV and, had the Power Rangers and all the anime, different mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. which is stuff that you know like, uh, for TVO. I mean, you know, there's a lot of good shows, but you know, they, it couldn't be violent. You know, sure. it can't be burp and fart television. It <laughs> yeah. can't be. You know, it's got to be educational. Was there an was there a specific age range that it was uh, targeted you know to? Or? TVO Kids was uh, was targeted two to eleven. 
right? Okay, yeah. So that was always the it was which is sort of a broad range. So yeah. you know, starting at three thirty, that's when you have like the, the, the younger shows, right? You know, that's when Sharon Lewis and Bram would be on, or mm-hmm. Dudley the Dragon shows mm-hmm. askew yeah. younger. And then as the day went on, you know, about by four four thirty, that's when After older school, kids are getting home from school, yeah. and that's when you got heart attack, and that's when you've got uh, yeah. um, you know the, the stuff that really people were sticking their teeth at five o'clock. Arthur, five thirty, Magic School Bus. What a lineup! It was, it was dope. Epic. It was a, it was a lot of great shows. Yeah. By the time six o'clock rolls around, then you know that you know older kids are home. So that's when you put on, you know, Bill Nye the Science Guy, yeah. Pingu, which kind of skewed to everybody, right? A little yeah, claymation yeah. penguin. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, you had all of these shows. So there's a, there's a method to the madness, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, even though it was it skewed two to eleven, um, you know, one of the things that I. I really took pride in, in, in doing the show was not to be – there's always this idea of, like, what a, a kid's host is, right, and a way a kid's host acts. And, you know, it's some old dude that maybe puts on a vest yeah, and, and you know, puts on his uh, his colorful uh, Something chucks. he wouldn't wear normal. That he never wear. This is, and, and, and I kind of feel like I know what you're going to say is that – and I noticed this as a kid. You were just like a regular dude. I, you could tell that you were just – like, you weren't – trying to dumb yourself down mm. necessarily but you were you would kind of uh say you know things that would they would relate to uh, young kids like uh, a clip i was watching the other day that you, yeah doesn't your sister bug you man ah oh, your sister's terrible like stuff like that like <laughs> right. just kind of like yeah. getting in their world a bit mm-hmm. right but not, but uh but you know you, you just wear i don't remember but you know adidas shirt or something like you were just kind of like dressed down like a normal dude yeah and you so you, you kind of talk to them just in a chill in a chill way that you know well i hope i i hope i always did i yeah. mean i hope that and th- that's part of being a, a host uh, to me that's What's part of being a, a good host, right? Yeah. Like you know your audience. You're bringing, you know, people are allowing you into their homes, right? So you know, you don't want to act like an idiot. You don't want to be a moron. You want to be somebody, but you also don't want to be. And this was the the trick with TVO. It wasn't just kids watching. It means parents. So it's family viewing. Yeah. So if I can put some jokes in and talk, about, you know, Patty asked me, you know, hey, what you doing the weekend? You know, I would say, oh, I went dancing on Friday night. I went to Joker. I hit the I hit the club. Okay, yeah. There's parents that'll be like, <laughs> I remember hitting the club right, right, before right. I had these Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get them, Joe. And I the Rugrats you. don't know what a club is at that age, so they're like, okay, <laughs> right. I guess well, but you see, but kids always watch up, so they understand. Oh, Joe danced and he had a good time. Whereas parents will understand. Joe had a couple of Jacks and Cokes, and uh, you know, from what I can tell, it seems like maybe he met a nice girl or whatever. Exactly. There's something for everybody. Yeah. So it's if you. It, you're you're doing it for a, a whole audience, and that was always like my thing. And I, it's something that I always said. Look, this is how I want to do it, and everything. And what was you know, and I, I think Kevin was like that. You know, for the year he did the show, Patty and I ended up doing the show together for four years. And you know, Patty was great for rolling with me when I would you know do those sorts of things. Yeah. So the fact that it you know it, we weren't you know hey. What? What do you want to do today, boys and girls? Like, yeah, you're kind of dumbing show. down the kids in a sense. Like, kids are smarter than people think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sometimes or than some people think. I should say, like a lot of some hosts and whatnot. Like, yeah, they they kind of like, oh, I'm gonna dumb myself m- way down to kind of get. But no, they're smarter than you think. Like, you remember being insulted by a show? There is, sure. you know, there are shows that I used to watch, and I'd be like, this is, this yeah, is I'm stupid. not an idiot. Like, come on. Is, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, come on, and say. And you don't want to feel that way. You don't want to come home and watch your TV and feel like someone's treating you like a moron. And even if it's in the body of the show, all right, so be it. But when we're doing our stuff, it's like, okay, we know these guys. Patty and Joe, like, you know, don't don't treat us like fools. Yeah, it's like, you're, it's like a friendship. 100%. That's, and that's what it is. You're just friends and you're hanging out and you know what? I hope you had fun. I hope you got a kick out of us showing your mail. I hope you got a kick out of us dressing up and doing this a uh, little bit. But yeah. it was always us. I 
I would always say that we were TVO Kids hosts. And there are times, I remember I had a producer and, uh, you know, she would say, no, you guys are TVO Kids kids. And I'm like, we're not TV, no, we're not TVO Kids kids. I think it was, you know, I think it was pretty obvious that we were older than, you know, the kids that are watching sure, at home. Sure. So they're not sitting there saying, you know, they're not, uh, Joe's eight. <laughs> they know I'm not eight. I'm short. You know, I've, <laughs> I've got this youthful face. So I probably, you know, I don't look that old, but it's, yeah. you know, they, it, it, I wouldn't sit there and pretend like I just come home from school. Exactly. You come home with your backpack. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Grilled cheese soon. Z, uniform. Not going to wear the kid's <laughs> uniform. Not going to walk into the crossbow. Oh, hi, boys and girls. I right. didn't see you there. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, it's right. A, look, it's a camera. <laughs> that's your television. Exactly. And that's what's up. This is a studio. I would always make references to... Like upstairs, right? Okay. Where we would actually, where our offices were. Right. The uh, like the, the crawl space was in a this small studio. So it kind of was like floor. a crawl space. Like it, it was very small. It used to be an equipment uh, an equipment room. Oh, it's hilarious! And when they first started the show, they just cleaned the equipment out of there and made a studio out of it. Nice. So it was it was small, uh, and it was a locked off camera. So if you remember there. The camera never moved with us, right? right it was just one right. camera locked off. Yeah. That was it. So our audio guy would come in, set the shot. Patty and I would stand where we were going to stand. Mm-hmm. He'd go into the next room where the soundboard was and, uh, and our phone for when we took uh, uh, phone calls. And that was it. That was the operation. It was simple. It was tight. It was cheap, which yeah. is what TVO was. Sure. Cheap. You know, not a whole lot of money being put into it. Yeah. Uh, but then that's where creativity comes in, right? That's where, okay, now you got to be good and you've got to, you know, you got to make it live. Yeah. And that's what we would do. So it, you know, when you're when you're doing stuff, you know that kids watch up. So if you know, you never want to talk down, and right. you never want to do stuff that 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 a, a young a young kid will. When I would come home from school, I'd watch Three's Company, right? Okay. Which was this uh, show from the seventies, and it was like uh, Jack Tripper, and he had two female roommates. Sure, and stuff. yeah, okay. And they get into their hijinks. Now there was a lot of like there was a lot of sexual innuendo yeah, in that there was, show, yeah. which as a little kid I didn't get the innuendo. Yeah. But, you know, Jack Tripper would – he was all pratfalls and he'd fall over couches and you laugh and you understood that him and yeah, his Yeah, it reminds me of The Larry. Simpsons a bit. The Simpsons is uh, – you got the Bart aspect and the Homer aspect. Right. And, and you know, there's so many things that even Bart says – are intellectual jokes and cultural references and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. But the, there's the hijinks is still there and the falling down and different stuff like that that the kids laugh at. Yeah, right? anybody can watch it. Yeah. So you can be eight years old and, you, and, you know, and they syndicate it. They put it on at two in the afternoon when a kid's sitting at home not yeah. doing anything. But it's also on at like 11 o'clock at night. So it's, it's, you always want to make something that, that's got something for everybody. Yeah. The Muppets were fantastic for that. Growing up, I always uh, – uh, I mean I watched Sesame Street – uh, growing up, it was an educational show, mm-hmm. but they also had the Muppet Show uh, yeah. with Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie. Uh, they just had their um, this new show that they did uh, last season. The Muppets they sort of came back, oh, okay. and unfortunately, only went a season. They, did. they had a movie too recently, right? Yeah, they yeah. had a couple of movies. You know, with sort of this you know Disney kind of get the Muppets back in. But back in the day when Jim Henson was running the Muppets, mm-hmm. the Muppets were like they were perfect. Yeah, because it was it was youthful. There was stuff that kids could like, but there was so much pop culture. Yeah, uh, so many references that they would make, so much that would go over my head. Yeah, but that my parents would be able to understand, and they would get a giggle out of it. So now the whole family is watching a show, and it's talking to everybody at different times. 
But there's enough in it where, like, you know, they had a veterinarian's hospital, which was like a spoof of, you know, the soap operas of the day, right? It was like a spoof okay, of General yeah. Hospital. Yeah. I didn't know it was a spoof of General Hospital. Right, right. It was just Rolf, and, and they're dressed up as doctors yeah. and doing stupid things. Yeah. But at all, oh, my gosh, this is a spot-on a spot on parody of, okay. of those stupid soap operas. Right. Sally, I wish you stopped watching those. They're making fun of it on The Muppets. And it's like, it's, it's something for everybody. So I always wanted to, to do that when we were doing the crawl yeah, space. Yeah. And Patty would do that as well. I think to what you were talking about earlier, that's why we had so many people watching. And, you know, that was a proud moment. Like, you know, because, you know, YTV was a big juggernaut. And, you know, and of course, our signal, the TV Ontario signal, it's only Ontario and, you know, parts of Manitoba. Interesting. I was going to ask you about, too. I didn't remember yeah, the, yeah. those details. Yeah. Yep. No, it was Ontario, some parts of Manitoba, and um, some of the northern United States would get the show. So right. Michigan, Buffalo, uh, Minnesota, like that, yeah. yeah, New York, some of them, they, they would see it as well. And so it was a big deal, to, especially for us, to when they said, that okay, we were number one in Ontario, right? Because I had friends uh, at YTV. Who would be like, oh man, like you know, oh, yeah, that's that's cute, your little educational show, ha ha. Yeah, yeah. But we're YTV and we're the big bad wolf and all right, that. Right. And it's like, all right, like take it easy, like calm down. But you know, they say we're national, we're national. That was always a thing. And I was like, well, look, I would always say wherever we can get you, if our signal goes up against you, we beat you, and that's what's up. Right. And you know, as an educational broadcaster, which you know. At first glance, might not be deemed as as cool or as uh, as as as, uh, as as edgy as what they're doing on YTV. The fact that we got more viewers and the fact that more people are are digging what they're doing, that was a, a real feather in the cap to everybody on that team. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, and we had a a really hard working uh, uh, team on that show, Derek. Like the mm-hmm. everybody behind the scenes, producers, uh, PAs, they were really good. So it was a that was a fantastic time. It was wicked. So yeah, when you talk about the money. That was involved. So you've even uh, uh, you've 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 uh, testified or, or in 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 front of government for for, for oh, the budget yeah, yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. So how often did you have to do that, and what were what were the challenges throughout the years with with budget? Well, that was a that particular thing was an initiative. Twenty thirteen, yeah, I think it was 2013, yeah. 2014, around there. Uh, I got involved with a group called uh, Our TVO. Which was actually separate from TVO, okay. uh, and it was made up of people that uh, that worked there or had worked there, and um, you know funding has always been uh, a problem at, at, at TVO, yeah. and um, and uh, because of that, there was also less programming being made. Mm-hmm. So you know they had approached me and said, "Hey, look, Joe, you know like this is what we want to do, and we really want to you know at least get the word out there." There had to be as people that loved the station and you know loved our time there and loved what. TV Ontario does for families and for viewers and for kids. You know, you just want to be on record. You know, even if it doesn't make a difference, you want to be on record having said TVO is a good place. It's a it's a it's a special institution and it's something that should be taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, so I mean, we were you know critical of the of the of the government for you know cutting funds and for not you know supplying enough money for the station. But you know, we we're also critical of people that were running TVO. Uh, you know, and some of them are still there. Where it's like, look, it's do what you can to make to put as much programming out as possible. We appreciate that there's, you know, because what they're doing now is putting a lot of their money into like uh, digital entities, okay. which is, you know, it, which is fine, but it's an, it's an educational broadcaster. And I don't know anything that's as important for an educational broadcaster than to 
make educational television shows. That's, I mean, it sounds almost yeah. stupid to say, yeah. but that's your, that's the mandate. That's what it is. So whatever money you are getting, because, you know, the cuts over the years have just, yeah. you know, kept coming and coming. Yeah. Uh, even just, and, and, you know, now, um, earlier this year, they, um, uh, they canceled uh, Giselle's Big Backyard. Uh, and Giselle, um, was somebody, you know, Patty and I helped the trainer when she got there in 98. They launched the show. Okay. And it's been on for like almost two decades. And, but, you know, because of budget cuts and because they're trying to trim stuff down, they, they stopped uh, funding the show. And it's... Well, why do they need to cut? Well, okay, is that significant? Did they really save that? Did they, did they, what are they, paying off the deficit by right. cutting yeah. the TVO yeah. kids? Like, that's, the, that's the question. It's like, you know, what, that, that's, that's the thing they were asking even a couple of years ago when I was doing this Our TVO campaign. It's like, how much does it really cost? Is yeah. it really, you know, is it, is it, is it crippling... Uh, yeah. uh, the, 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 the province going to create it, jobs if we cut funding to TVO yeah. kids. Like, where's the, like, come on, like, where's the money going? What about going? the kids? That's a, the children's. Look after the children's, Ontario. The children's. It's, you know, that, that's all I was saying. So, I mean, we were, so I, I got to make a deposition, uh, mm-hmm. to the, um, uh, to the, uh, uh, Ontario government, uh, which was really, really cool. I mean, it was crazy. So they'll give, you know, organizations or people come up, they get 15 minutes to, you know, state their case. So, um, and I went up and I, I stayed in my case and, you know, got to talk about, you know, why TVO was important to me. You know, as a youngster growing up in Ontario, I watched a lot of TVO programs. You know, I mean, Sesame Street was one of the shows they had there. But I remember I'd watch like a Tales of the Green Forest, Jeremy. Um, there was a, a read-along. Um, a bunch of shows that, you know, helped me with my ABCs that were hitting their mandate, which is to, you know, make good shows. Uh, today's special. Uh, was being produced at that time. Great shows and educational shows. And it, it, it's just silly when you, you think that there isn't, there isn't room for that, that there yeah. isn't, there isn't it, space for that. No, as us as part of it and kind of me growing up as a fan of it and everything, we think we, maybe we have a bias to, towards it that, uh, oh, like, uh, you know, just put more money into it, every right. day, almost kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you just wonder what, what, the, what the logic is behind it all and, and are they just trying to please certain people mm-hmm. and, and behind closed doors or whatever like you know, all that yeah and how, like, how's the money being used I mean how is it I mean you've got X amount of dollars so you know are you stopping to say okay well that means that we can make 8 TV shows can we produce 5 TV shows can we produce 10 TV shows or what's the quality of those shows not just quantity but yeah what about quality the quality like, of them yeah. right like you know so can we still do that or but if you're not doing that as a, as a TV station well then Where's that money going? Yeah. It's you know, like, you know, is it just is it, is it is it you know is it just middle management getting extra bucks? Is sure, it, you know, people making uh, uh, stipends that maybe that they shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, it's 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 yeah. so it's twofold. So you know, it's it, yep, the government's got to put more money into it, and yep, you got to use that money more wisely. And that's what you know that campaign was about. And I'm and you know, and I'm glad I'm glad that I'm you know I can my stuff's out there where I said yep. I spoke my mind. Stated your case. I said what I wanted. And, you know, after that, then, you know, with Giselle's big backyard getting canceled, it's like, yep, that's what I was talking about. Like, there's there's literally now only two productions at TVO. And that's um, uh, the agenda with Steve Pakin and... TVO kids, the uh, the space. Like, that's, the, the crawl space is now the space. Yeah, it's, it's uh, adapted. Now it's called the, uh, the the space. So I mean, it's a you know, it's, that's boring. <laughs> sorry, sorry, TVO kids. <laughs> well, it's sorry. a it's a it's a different time. I mean, I'm, I'm super fond of the, the crawl space. Sure, years. proud of them. And look, those were the. I appreciate everything they did after the fact and stuff, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I'm biased, obviously. Sure, but I think I think our time was the 
it was the best time on that show creatively and uh and obviously you know with with audiences because we were number one like it was a you right. know it was it was a time when they were watching the most whereas now it's it's not really it's not making a blip like i don't know if it's 10th yeah. so i mean i don't know if we can figure this out but i want to know like what was it that made oh aside from the great great work you guys did and then the, the, the talent there and the programming mm. what was it about kids in the early in the mid 90s that what was in the psyche i'm trying to like just the nostalgia of the 90s always creeps up on me and i always think about just what was going on in yeah. people's mind. i try it, to remember nope. myself what was going on in my head and right. my peers and what were we, and i i the other night I what was do you looking, remember well the oj trial <laughs> <laughs> no i shouldn't laugh it's 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 funny. I remember. Yeah, that was a double murder. Okay, don't yeah, laugh. it was. Yeah, no, it's 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 not Giggle Snort Hotel. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. But yeah, I remember um, I was on a shoot uh, with uh, with Patty and uh, our cameraman. I want to say it was Mike Hillier uh, or Ken Hillier and um, an audio. It might have been Dave Chung. And we were at the Metro Toronto Reference Library and we were shooting a promo for uh, for one of the things that we were doing. And like the rest of the world, we just stopped and we listened to the radio. And listen to that verdict. Oh. So that's why I'm giggling because I, yeah, I remember where I was and I was with Patty and we were sitting there listening uh, to that happening. Um, Nostalgia is a funny thing, uh, you know. I mean, I and I'm, I'm always curious to know like what, and that's why I was asking you like, what do you remember? Because you know, it's almost like nostalgia is something you can't put your finger on. Nostalgia is like a feeling, right? Yeah, you know, it's often described as uh, I think if I forget exactly how you, how if you look up the word and the root of it, how it describes it, but I've heard it described as uh, not a sadness, but a, like a Almost a, a longing, wistful, a wistful. There's a wistful, yeah. a, a wistful feeling to it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, um, what's it? Uh, Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff in the song "Summertime," right? And they got a great lyric: how the how the smell of the barbecue sparks off nostalgia, right? Like it's a the smell a, of the barbecue, smell yeah. of the barbecue because it takes you back to cookouts, and sure. it takes you back to, and that's the you know smells, songs. You know, I was I was talking to uh, my buddy Dave um, last week, and we're talking about like. How a particular song he's writing a script, um, you know, about um, you know, growing up in uh, in Ottawa and just you know being a young man, and you know how he's listening to music as he's writing the script because it it, it takes him right to that moment, right? That's a good point. Yeah, he sits there and you know he remembers hanging out with his buddies and they're listening to uh, 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 Def Leppard's Pyromania and they're listening to the song. It it takes you right Puts back right to back, yeah. your buddy's house yeah. and goofing off with them and, and, and getting up to no good. You remember those things. Such an amazing thing about music. It, music is amazing for that. And I think and television is... Can do that too. Yeah. S- speaking of this, do you know this thing called My90sTV.com? No. Oh, Joe, you're going to love this. Yeah, I think, yeah? You, I think you're going to get into this. It's, a, it's some a website that somebody coded, and mm-hmm. it's a television screen, and they've got... Cha- like you know the channel click and everything power right you press power by the at the bottom it has a timeline okay. 1990 to to 2000 right mm-hmm. you can click on each year and it plays you the the, the tv turns on and it plays you a random clip from, from a that 90s time. show a commercial oh, a, song, a music video right or a, or anything news yeah 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 well the computer microsoft just released windows 95 <laughs> and then you turn the channel and it's like hootie and the blowfish and you turn the channel and it's like, dude it's hilarious <laughs> right? you see i wish i had something like that like for the 80s right dude, they have it like i would is there they my ha- 80s they have see? my 70s you just click it and uh, there see, you go that's a, see that's the thing because for me as a young guy growing you know i remember knight rider uh david Hasselhoff uh-huh. back before he became the burger eating, drunken. Oh, sorry, I, I, I hate to dog and hassle off, but that's no. He's, he's a caricature of himself, right? Yeah. It's like, look, you, 
You did Night Rider and you did Baywatch. Done. That's it. Go Get off out. To the sunset. <laughs> You got syndication money up the yin yang. Yeah, that just is it. Chill Done. out. Yeah. Don't start doing all kinds of weird stuff. And right. I it, and that's the thing too. I think sometimes these guys they <laughs> because it, it, full of themselves or they just get no. So, I think there's a fear to just to just let it be. I think there's a fear to you know. I think a lot of a lot of actors, uh, a lot of artists, a lot of singers. Yeah. Uh, a part of them is that that's that you're always looking for. The for, next thing or the next no, no to get you to be filled with um uh uh, uh it's not so much fame but you know when they I'm forgetting the word now oh. My, uh, this is what happens as you get older you, you, your brain hey you're not much older than me Joe no no but it's it's funny it's like the, these words I used to be able to remember so I'm gonna talk through it and stuff and see if I come up with the, right. with the word which I should be getting I know people are listening to this right now going it's and that's like I know supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> that's, that's what you're like, for. That, is, that is not the word there that's not it's not it uh, but they you know they. You know they go to auditions and they they're they're always looking for um, not fulfillment validation validation. Or, okay. Thank you very very much. Uh, validation. They're always looking to be validated, and yeah. the only way to get validated is by getting the gig. Right? There's so many insecurities that need to be looked after if you're a if you, if, if if you're a performer because you literally get the job because they liked you better than everybody else. Yeah. So if you don't have a thick skin. It's a tough industry to be in because if you're not working, it's because they like people more than you. Yeah. And a whole lot of people – and it's a natural thing for anybody to not, to, to, to not enjoy the feeling of somebody being liked more than you yeah. if you like that person, right? Mm-hmm. If you're some girl you like and everything, no, nah, I like Billy better. Uh, it's not a good feeling. You go out for a gig and it's like, oh, man, I really wanted that gig. Oh, they like such and such better. Uh. And I think for a lot of those guys, you know, and I – you know, you know when you go to these cons, you go to comic cons, yeah. and you, there's autograph signings, and you you see a lot of these stars from like the '70s and '80s, and they're just sitting in their booth, and it's 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 heart wrenching. Sometimes no one's in their lineup. No one's in the lineup, and they didn't bring Jake anybody the snake to talk or to. Whoever. Oh, don't get me started with the wrestlers. I remember a few years ago, I went to go visit a friend. Um, I was with my buddy Carlos, uh, Carlos Diaz. He's done. Uh, uh, we've done animated shows together. Okay. Uh, he was El Tabador in those uh, Kudo commercials. Right. El Tabador. So, and we went to go visit um, uh, Kate Hewlett, uh, who's a, a really good friend of his, and I uh, met her on a on a pilot once. And uh, and it was the the first time I'd been in a con and actually seen. What I saw in the wrestler, remember the Mickey Rourke movie? They they sort of show that in the Mickey Rourke movie. I where, never caught it, but I, okay. I remember the movie coming out. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, and he went to an event to go make some money, and he's got a stack of his eight by tens to sign and yeah. autographs, and he's going to charge people. And then you look around, and you just see like these old beaten men that are just sitting around waiting Literally for somebody. Beaten. But now. I was actually there and actually seeing it. I'm seeing people from my childhood. Like, oh my gosh, there's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh man, there's Virgil. Like yeah. all these guys. And, I'm, and I wanted to go over and talk to them. But then I'm like, I'd be wasting their time because really they just want you to spend 30 bucks to get their autograph. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to, I just want to keep you guys company. Right, you guys right. look super lonely and everything. Ah. It's like, it is, it is, it's, it's a sad thing. And it, you know, when you, you get to a point when you're used to, you're used to the adulation. You're used to being in the limelight. And it's tough for people to no longer be in that limelight. Look at OJ. It's, Look what happened after the – and then he, he messed around, and then he got himself in trouble again. Again. If he would have just chilled out, yeah. he shouldn't have gone to Miami and done all those drugs. You, you already got away with it. tried a rap album. Yeah. You already got away with it. It's just just Hi. lay low. It's a, but it's, it's true, Derek. I, I don't know if that's in a lot of people's DNA. I don't know. I've always classified myself as a as a television host, and it's and when 
you know, and it, because it's just me. It's me doing stuff. I've acted and acting's been voice fun. acting. And- I've done some voice stuff. That's been fun. Great. But I've, I'm, I'm a television host first. And the thing I love about that is that it's just me. And you know, I don't have to. I don't have to hang on. I don't have to, you know, there aren't things that I have to hang on to. I don't have to hang, you know. Okay, yeah. And a a lot of people, they they can't. Like, I can sit and talk about the crawl space, and I love it. It's such a special time. I know there's people that that love hearing about it. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to keep on working and to keep on doing other things. Yeah. That, you know, it's not the only thing I hang my hat on. Sure. It might be my proudest thing, but it's not my only thing. But for some people, if you were Tom, Tom Selleck in Magnum, right? All right, that's fine. You went and you had you did movies and you had other things you did in your career. If you're the guy that played Nick, his best buddy on okay. Magnum, that's all you have. Yeah, <laughs> you're just and, and Nick nobody remembers Magnum. you. And it's a, so you, you try to keep yourself in those circles where you can say, Hey, I'm Nick, Magnum's best friend from Magnum PI. Right. And you know, I remember reading an article, I think it was in Time, where they were following him around and he was going to these events and signing autographs and just trying to you know, and I guess in their hearts, you know, to stay relevant, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, you don't have to always be around to be, it, it, relevancy isn't the be all and end all. It's okay to have done a couple of cool things, take your money and go, you know, look after your wife and play with your kids and just. Yeah. And you're not going to stay, you're not going to be relevant for forever because that's the, it's just, that's the nature of the thing. It's, but you you're, see, you're relevant for a reason and for a time and for a certain people and then. Like you said, they, maybe you can just comfortably become a memory in their yeah. heads yeah. and have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. And they can look you up later. And they can remember and go, man, he was really good. Yeah. Oh, man, she was excellent. Yeah. And that's okay. I think a lot of times people – they tarnish their they, they tarnish their whole career by doing some – like the David Reality Hazlop show. Reality, reality show. You see these guys. It's like, what are you doing a reality – why is Mariah Carey doing a reality yeah, show? Like, we don't care, but we do. Some of us do. Well, some people do, and because now we're in that again. This is now the, the TMZ uh, uh, era where yep. it's like you just, just got to be out there doing something, yeah. and you don't have to be out there doing something. Don't because you, people that remember you doing some cool things are now going to see you doing some uncool things, and they're gonna yeah. It's and your sad. reputation is ruined it, in their mind, and you got to think about legacy. I mean, if, if if it matters to you, like maybe don't go off and and be a goofball. Yeah. It's, it's it's okay to have done. Uh, a couple of cool things, yeah. and then not have done those things anymore. They were just saying now when they did the uh, Ghostbusters uh, the remake, uh, remake yeah. and the only guy that didn't sign on to do a bit part in it was uh, Rick Moranis. And Rick Moranis was an old SCTV guy yeah. and did a lot of great movies in the 80s Honey, 90s. I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, he was uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, him and Dave oh, yeah. Thomas. Like, they, you know, awesome things. And uh, I believe his, um, if I've got it right, his, his wife had passed away. And he just decided to take a step back from the industry and raise his kids. And when they asked him to do uh, a part in Ghostbusters, he was like, you know, no, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not anything against the other guys that, you know, did a cameo. It's just his personal situation. He's fine. Yeah. You know what? He's probably got like $30 million in the bank. He, yeah. You know, he's, he's got a, a great resume that people can look back on. And for him, that's enough. He's fulfilled. Yeah. And it seems rare, though. It, it's, and that's rare. And that it's it, it's classy. But why and it's is it rare? Because people is it drugs? Just fame gets to people's heads. It's different things. Just just kind of mess them up. Uh, I think I think a lot of people, Derek, you're so used to that adulation. It oh, right. is addictive, right? Yeah. Fame, there's an addictive it's a drug element in, in to in fame of itself. It, it is. It totally is. You know, pheromones get released. You know, serotonin in your brain. This feels so good. Yeah. People love me. This is awesome. Yeah. And it's tough when you feel like people love you less. Now maybe they don't. 
you know, you can be an athlete. Why do athletes stay five years past their prime? Why do they keep playing when they shouldn't be playing? Why do boxers keep on boxing when and, and they're losing too fights. many concussions like, and they're just still in the ring, just getting pounded, and- getting pounded? And you know, it's it, that applies to actors too. They go out and do stupid things. They do these reality shows, yeah. and you're getting pounded because people are looking at you, going, "No, stay down." Stay, stay down. Now you've got people that used to love you saying, disappear. Go yeah. away. Yeah. I don't want to see you like this. We do it with athletes. And it's, it, we do you know, with performers. We do it with singers. Yeah. It's like, that's enough. I want to remember your voice the way it was when I was on the dance floor in 1989. Yeah. And it was crisp and it was beautiful. I don't want to see you warbling now yeah. in front of like, you know, a, a room of 200 when it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay for it to be, to be over. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you've hit a level of fame. And success where you don't need to be doing it. If you've got money in the bank, then that's fine. Now, a lot of these guys, I mean, look, especially in the States, like Hollywood and, you know, yeah, coke habits and heroin habits and, yeah. you know, yeah, you need the that money. That could get to you as well. You're right. You, you may need to, you know, be making some money because you spent it all uh, going cocaine cowboy. Sure. <laughs> you, yeah. You know, you might, it's like, okay, I, I got to work. I, I, I got to eat. And I, yeah. Some of them literally have to eat. But if you don't, then don't do it. Don't Just do it. Go. Right off into the sunset. Yeah. I always think about celebrity and kind of when it started. Like, I'd be interested to learn more about the history of celebrity. Because you think about in the medieval times or whatnot, you, there'd be myths and legends of warriors or kings. And you hear the stories about them, but there was no – there was books, but they didn't have any technology to mm-hmm. kind of create celebrity in their world. They didn't have images and videos and television and movies. Like, oh, yeah. Well, movies. See, yeah. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, I'm just guessing. I would assume that's where celebrity really took off with L.A. movies and Hollywood in the, to a degree in North America, at least. Like these, these just the old movie actors that just, you know, oh, they, they're so big on the screen. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like a god. It's like a – They're literally larger than life. Literally. You're looking at them and you're like, man, that is amazing. And yeah. it's something that – we all love seeing people do things that we can't do, right? It's a – you know, I'm a jock. I grew up loving sports. It's, it's amazing watching – Usain Bolt run a hundred meters in like six or seven or maybe ten seconds faster than the fastest guy I know could do it. Right? This is these are these are these are these are feats, and this is why you know people admire people who are doing things that that they can't do. There's you know it's you know whatever it is that you admire, whether it's athletes, whether it's you know sure, art, yeah. you know science, whatever. A doctor who is like yeah. you know man that guy that guy. That guy's saving lives. That guy's, you know. Wow. Like, I always say doctors and nurses. My mom was a, a nurse. She did it for four years. They, they're the ones that really deserve groupies. They, they're totally, the ones right? that should be getting and stuff like that. You know, people that are, that are, that are, that are curing diseases. Yeah. They're the ones that have like, you know, 100 girls outside their house going, I want you. Yeah. you I want a piece of you. You're cure, so sexy. Cure me. Yeah. I, I got a cure for you. I got it right <laughs> in here. Let me unbutton this. They've yeah. earned it. Like that's the, but you know, but. And maybe that's another conversation, but there's a, a fascination with with those people. Now, back in the yeah. day when you were talking about like, in the medieval times, it was aura, right? It was it was word of mouth. Sure, it goes to the next county. You know, oh, uh, Derek of of Lancelot, and it took them four days to get. Genghis Khan's guys are sending messages across. Right. Oh, I want you to move this army over here. Okay, well, you can't really do it. You got to send a guy, and then that takes four days, and then another four days for them to move. Right. And then but they come back and tell you, yeah, they moved. Mm-hmm. Another four days, a month yep. goes by, and you're. Yeah. 
it's crazy like to think about all that stuff. It's but, a different time. But yeah. you see, but back then, if you hear about somebody's conquests or you hear about somebody's successes, you know, it, it, it takes a long time for that to go out into the kingdom, right? And so, those would have been the biggest stories, I would guess, just oh, conquests. Yeah. Look, you're getting land. Look, that's yeah. a, you know, it was a different time, right? Yeah. You just want to get some land. Yeah. You just want to – that's it. You want to – I mean, the, the conquests are of, of more importance, right? Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, your movie opening number one uh, on, uh, on the weekend. No, yeah. It's a different time. Yeah. You know, it's, obviously, it's pre-internet. Whereas now, you know, your conquests – it's fast, right? You're finding out about that stuff pretty quick. So, yeah. you know, but celebrity probably started like, uh, look, I'm, I'm sure back in the in the earliest of times, right? There's, in some forms, yeah. There's, yeah, always, there's always a big man yeah. on campus. There's, yeah. there's, there's always that head honcho, right? The one that the cock of the walk that, you know, people follow. I mean, look at wolves. Look at animal packs. Like it's a, Animal kingdom, yeah. right? Like that's the, there's that. Shut up, crap brothers. <laughs> that's right. There's always a top dog somewhere there, yeah. always. So, you know, uh, but what happens now is that, it's so much easier to find out who the top dog is, and you want to find out more about that top dog. And the top dog is not necessarily a real top dog, and they feel like we're just applying that to them. Like when you mentioned Kardashian and stuff, is what's what are they really doing? Some of these celebrities is what what is it about ourselves that's so obsessed with them? Is it just the fact that there's so many cameras on them? It could be partially that. Like it's you're getting you're getting an, you're getting a look into a life that you don't have. Right, you know the same way I say that you know we 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 love to watch you know like, watching athletes do things that we can't do. These guys, you know, voyeurism a bit. It's it's voyeurism. It's voyeurism, and it's also it's also envy. Sure, it's a you know which is a it's a, it's a base it's a base feeling, right? You know, people sit and they watch and they and they look at the things that they can't have, and they're looking at people who do have those things, and you know, is it that important? Hundred percent, no, it's not. But the grass is always greener, Derek. It's greener, and people look at it and go, wow, well, I, I wish I could get Botox yeah. whenever I wanted. Yeah. I, wish, I, I wish people would follow me around. Yeah. But be careful what you wish for, because if you had that life, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that go, oh, damn, Yeah, no thanks. I, I think that happens a lot just in personal life, too, is when you say, you know what, my life would be so much better if I got that job, or if I could uh, find the right relationship, or if I could move into that house, or whatever the thing is, get mm -hmm. that new car, or, yep. you know, yeah. and then you get to there, and you go, huh, I kind of still feel the same, like I haven't yeah. really, yeah. yeah, I can get f faster, get somewhere faster in my nice new car, mm -hmm. so your life gets like a little bit better yeah. in little small ways, but... Those little things never add up to a real feeling of success or of you're never satiated. happiness. Yeah. You're, you're never it, – it's, it's, it's never going to be enough. And that, I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. Some people don't, but I think there's always that feeling of keeping up with the Joneses, right? Mm -hmm. There's always that feeling of, you know, okay, well, they got the – you know, they, they got a, a – like a Mercedes. Now we got to get a Mercedes. They okay? got a leaf blower. Yeah, now I got to get a leaf blower. It's like, you know, it's got to be bigger, all right? They got the leaf blower 2000. Yeah. I got to get the leaf blower 5000. With the chainsaw on it that cuts the trees down. That's right. And then the next guy, oh, man, I got the new chainsaw. And it's got a fire thrower. Now you can, you got to have a campfire. And then the right next guy juggles them. Yeah, uh -huh. that's juggle. it. That's it. It's always that and next you got to learn juggling. And then you got to. And it's not good for you, Derek. No. It is, it's not. And it's not good for a lot of people. That's why I always, you know, when it comes to like, um, like I've always been hard. Like, I'm lucky. I've got a lot of female friends. And Ooh. growing up with them has been great because they, they let me behind the curtain, right? Okay. And they, you know, about things, they insecurities or things they don't That's feel important. good about. Having it, friends it, of the opposite sex. I think a lot of people don't, sorry to interrupt you, no, but no. it's kind of, a, I think that's very important. A lot of people in our generation don't, they're very protective of their significant other. Right. And they don't want them to have friends of the opposite sex, yeah, well, which it, is a thing in and of itself. But 
to have friends that give you that perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two sexes are total. I mean, yeah, we're both human, but it's a totally different life. There's there's different there's different things. There's all kinds of different stuff. Uh, you, know, you know, men and women, men and women, right? And men are from Venus and Mars and, yep. and all that. Uh, the one thing that I've learned is that at the end of the day, we're, we're not that much different. There's, there's, it, it, but there's, there's fine things, right? Sure. The things that we, that we, that really freak us out, or the things that you know that make us insecure, the things that bother yeah, us. Yeah, we we look at things differently. We think a bit differently about mm-hmm. things, and yeah, yeah. So the great thing about having female friends is that you know over the years they'll sit there and they'll you know they'll tell me why they're you know instead of just being a guy going why do guy you know why do girls like bad boys? How come they're always saying they want a nice guy but yeah, they yeah. actually want a bad boy? I actually just I had this conversation. It was last weekend. I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, and uh, my friend Michelle, and I said you know like. All right, so you tell me, what is it about you, girl? Why is it that you guys are so big into the bad boys? And she's like, you know what? Because some bad boy uh, uh, gave us good sex, and we just decided That's that stuck. you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be patient, and we are gonna go through all the trials and tribulations of that guy, uh, waiting for that good five percent again. Because I'd always say like, girls will hang on. It's like they love a project. Oh, I just, it's that 5% of the time, Joseph, that's so good. I can I know, fix up the rest of them. I can fix the, I can fix them. I can, I can, I can fix them because when it's good, it's great. But the, I'm like, yeah, but the other 90% of the time, you're, you're, you're telling me how bad it is and you're yeah. telling other people how bad it and is. I, and I don't think we, I think we could agree that guys probably have that about women as well to a degree. Sometimes like the bad girl can be a thing too. What do dudes, you know, when they sit there and they, they go to the strip club and they want to yeah. drop money to the strip, strip, strip it's club. It's exciting. And, yeah. But it's like, oh, that's my dream. And I, I just want to think, look, you know what? She's, she's a real person, dude. Like, yeah. This is fantasy land. Yeah. Sometimes guys get too involved in fantasy land to realize that, you know, there is a reality behind this. And they might be hot, but you might not like that person that much if you get to live with them or something. You, th- you think you know someone and then, uh, you know, it could even be a friend of yours that you think you know them. And then you realize, you know what? It wouldn't actually work in a relationship. No. You have to you have to be able to look at yourself and say, look, what do you like, right? Yeah. Like, what do you like? Like, what does you look? And guys and girls, you look. The guys cut the shreds. And he's got an eight pack, and you love it. And that girl is, you know, a thirty eight D, and she got a twenty two waist, and mm mm. Yeah. But I, you know, can, can you talk to them for more than ten minutes? Yeah. Kevin White, he was uh, my producer on TVO Kids for like uh, for three years, and he uh, he. Um, ended up writing and producing for like this hour, 22 minutes and corner gas and super funny guy. Yeah. And we used to talk about the girls at the club, right? Cause you know, he would, he was from Ottawa and he, you know, go dancing and you look at girls and, uh, and, you know, you look at those club girls, right? And they're all done up and they're, they're really pretty and yeah. they're, and you know, and of course the guys are always like, Oh man, I want to, I want to get that girl. I want to yeah. get her. And it's like, and I was always sort of like, uh, I like friendly girls, right? I like, cause I'm not, look, I'm not Tay Diggs. I'm not Brad Pitt. All right. I'm not. I'm an, okay. I'm an average-looking dude. I need – I depend on charisma. Okay. I, I, my, my, my four – I bring some charisma, some yeah. charm, sense of humor, nice butt. That's my big four, Derek. That's there what I bring go. to the dance. But I'm not going to stop a girl at a club and she's going to look at me and go, I got to get me some of that. Right. I get better looking with every joke I crack. Ah. So I need to talk. And yeah. that's why personality is big to me. There's a lot of – and I would – Kevin and I would talk about, like, those hot girls at the club – what are you going to talk to them about? Yeah. Like, you know, you can't talk at a club because boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. It's like, so you can't talk. But if you actually took one out, like, how yeah. would you even engage with each other? Like, it's there's Yeah, not- and, and I think in today's day and age, a lot of people, at least uh, in their 20s and stuff, uh, people call it the hookup generation. We got Tinder now. We got all these different things. Mm-hmm. And pe- people's psychology about it is changing where I think there's this thought of 
between 20 and 30, I can kind of, I'm going to give myself the liberty to kind of do whatever I want and uh, give myself by 30 to kind of settle down. That's it's interesting. Interesting because back in the day it was, uh, you know, get married right away, have a family, get a job, house, family, cook. Yeah. At 21 or but, whatever it is. You know what? There was still that – 30 was still like a magic number. Yeah, but it was more like you were hoping that you would be married and have kids by, by 30, yeah. right? It's a – the same way that we were talking earlier about like the, um, like the internet just uh, creating like uh, prank entertainers and people that are just trying to get famous or whatever, right? They're, yeah. they're not really putting anything – you know, putting work. They're not doing their work. That's what's happened now with relationships. Good point. You don't have to put work in on Tinder. It is literally just, it, swipe right, swipe right or left. I forget what it is. I, I don't know. I think it's right. That's if the, you like it. I'll, I'll take your word for it. There's somebody right now doing it and everything. It's left, stupid. Yeah. You guys know. Come on, it's left. I'm going left it's all up. night. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. The only way to go. It's <laughs> up. That's it. And they, uh, and they, they, they don't put the work into relationships anymore because it's everything's instant so you just want to go and guys and girls just want to hook up you just want to you know get a little sookie sookie you get your sookie sookie and then but what happens is that by the time you're 30 you and you're oh i now i want to meet somebody nice well you don't have the social skills you you haven't developed anything you haven't been out you haven't talked to anybody you haven't been rejected you haven't been told to get lost you haven't worked on your game you your personality is not fully formed so now you're kind of a this dud at 30 that doesn't really know how to chat and or rap to somebody or yeah. you know are you are you interested so let's i mean I, I would say i guess the whole going out to the club and talk talking to chicks and trying to hook up i think that's necessary kind of field work like what we're saying to kind of get <laughs> those work. skills that's a good that's a good way of looking at it you know what i mean work. well it's a, it's, a tra- it's part it's a training of it, but you can't only just just focus on just that like i'm gonna just uh you know kind of just buy girls drinks and just kind of lie to them and have this kind of facade and kind of try and get what i want just by any means necessary mm-hmm. shout out malcolm x like go. stuff like that uh you know there's there's a, there's an importance to it but you can't just focus only on that i think people got to focus a lot on themselves on their hobbies what interests you? Read some books. Uh, get into, you know, just challenge yourself uh, in your 20s and stuff. That, I don't know. The best thing you can do, Derek, is to know you. Know yourself. And, uh, and it, it, it sounds simple, but I've, I, and I say this to my friends all the time. Like if, if, if you don't know yourself and if you're not truthful with yourself, that's sort of the key. When you're young and you, you look around and you, you look at status quo, right? Okay, everyone's going to university. All right, they're, they're doing this. And okay, yeah, so I should want these things. I should want to go to university. And I should want to get married by 27. And I should want to uh, have a job. But maybe you don't. You haven't looked at yourself yet and said, okay, what do I want? Do you right? want to backpack Is, around Europe? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want, do, you know, do, 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 do That's do a you cliche, want, but. No, but I mean, do you want to go to school? There's, you know, I had friends, uh, you know, my good friend Jeff, uh, who's the best. And I remember he didn't like school, right? And he's. You know, he's, he's talking about, you know, university, everyone else is going to university. I'm like, look, Jeff, you, like, you don't like university. You don't, you don't like it. You don't like school. So why would you go spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on something that you don't like? You know, you've, you like kids. You've, you've always been somebody who's been good with kids. Yeah. There's no male kindergarten teachers. Go, Get go teach kindergarten. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. And he went to college, two years at ECE, yeah. and came out of it uh, quick, yeah. and now he runs a daycare center. Uh-huh. Because... And he, he was truthful to himself, and he said, yeah. no, you know what? I don't like those things. I like this. So let's try to do this. People can't 
be truthful to other people in relationships when they're not being truthful to themselves about mm-hmm. what they want. If, you know, you can't go out and this, that's why, because it was interesting when you were describing clubs and you're saying, go out to people, lie. <laughs> well, that's what, part of it. It's, I mean, you know. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know what, like if you, maybe, if you're, if you know, hey, you know what, man, like, yeah, I like going out dancing and I like, you know, going to a club or, yeah. or wherever, bar, lounge, you know, church, picnics, whatever, whatever the social setting is. But if you know, to you, if you know what you like, if you know you're just somebody who just wants to, you know, uh, let the freak flag fly for a little while, then all right, you can go find like-minded people because there are other people that will be down Doing with that. that. Yeah. If your balls, and you can start say, a relay team, and what you do is, yeah, you, you get four guys, you have one of them do the starter, and oh, then they, that, the, the, that's some freaky business. That's <laughs> some, is, they call it the St. Catherine's relay. <laughs> <laughs> they call that. We used oh, to call I'm it saying, running the train, but no. apparently it's the St. Catharines relay. No. <laughs> Shout out to St. Catharines. No, all I'm saying is sometimes you got a guy in the group who's not necessarily the starter with conversations. Right. You yep. got some guys that are, you know, and you want to be the wingman, so maybe you're a good starter. So you do that, and then you just toss them off, mm. and then uh-huh. the finishers come in later. All right. There we go. See, there's something for everybody. But you got to know you to know what role you should have. In that team, yeah. That's the – and that's it. And if you want to form a team and you want to be in a relationship or you want to – you got to know what you like. Or, or you got to know – relationships aren't for everybody, Derek. And what – look, I, I got to know what the stat is. Uh, 40%. I think it's 40%. 40% of marriages end in divorce, yeah. which means that – With that, celebrities, even higher. Yeah. Well, they, look, a lot of, there's a lot of fake celebrity sure. marriages. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Even, But in the real world, if you look at like – you know, if 40%, that's 4 out of 10. So if 4 out of 10 marriages uh, are divorced, that means the fifth and sixth marriage is on the brink. And the seventh marriage is okay. And the eighth one is good. Maybe 9 and 10 are really are, – are, 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 are great relationships. Yeah. But uh, – it's not you, for everybody. I, 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 that's such a great point. Relationships and, aren't for but everybody. It goes back School's to university. Not for everybody. Yes. You know, a, a marriage take a year is not off for everybody. Take a year off after high school. Figure figure out what you want to do. If you don't know who you are, or if you need some time, I I was gonna. Uh, I took a year off uh, after high school. Okay, and I traveled to South Africa. Uh, that's where, where your my, parents are from. Yeah, mom and dad are from South Africa. All kinds of family there. I figured, okay, this might be the only time in my life that I'll have a year to myself uh, where. I'm not going to answer anybody. I don't have a boss that needs me to hit a deadline. I have to do. So I'll take this year. I'll go visit family. And it was, and it was amazing. It was an amazing time. And there's all kinds yeah. of great historic stuff that uh, was happening in South Africa at the time. Yeah. I remember there's like uh, the Conference for Democratic South Africa had happened. Uh, Mandela had just been released uh, not long before. So it was like the, the, the 80th opening of parliament. So at, what year uh, was this then? This was 91, 92. Okay. And uh, um, South Africa had been allowed back into the World Cup of Cricket, which was a big deal because there's sports mad there in South Africa. Yeah. So there were some amazing things happening. So it was great. And I kept a journal. I met 132 family members while I was there. Whoa. Cousins, aunts, uncles. It was amazing. But it was a great reset where, you know, at that point, I'd been in school for 14 years. That's, that's all I'd done. And it gave me a chance to stop and say, okay, what – what am I going to do for the, for the next phase? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? And it's, look, it's tricky. Young people, it's, it's tough to be 16, 17, 18 and know what you want to do forever. And these days, because they took away the extra year of free school, like I'm from a time when we had grade 13. Now they got grade 12. So that means you got to be like in grade 9 or 10 and start gearing towards what you want to do. I, fit- stuck around for, I stuck around for a half a year. And right. I took what I – I couldn't get into art in grade 9. So I did it. In my second year, grade 12. And that's okay. what I ended up wanting to do. So it was good for me. But yeah. continue. Yeah. But that's, it's harder to know, you know, which, which way you want to go. Originally, I thought I'd study law. 
I thought I'd be a lawyer. Okay. I thought, okay, I can talk. So I could probably be a good lawyer. That was, that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a smart guy. I could get marks. All right, I'll, I'll be a lawyer. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember um, Ryerson, uh, the radio and television arts program, you know, they were at our school, uh, East York Collegiate, uh, where I went to high school, uh, East End of Toronto, East York, Canada's only borough. Reppin. <laughs> Reppin. Shout and out East York. That's, that's what's up. And, uh, and I remember they, uh, you know, they, had a, they came and they talked about their programs. And they said that like 93% of the, uh, the students who graduated from, uh, from RTA got a job. Maybe not in the field you want, but you got a job. Got a placement somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Now, to me, that was like, okay. So that means out of 100 kids, all I have to do is not be the worst seven. <laughs> and I'm going to work. What a bar to set for yourself. I, I could do that. Yeah. It's like, all right. And, yeah. I, you know, and people would always talk to me about like, you know, broadcasting or something like that. So I thought, okay, you know what? So in that year, um, you know, it gave me a chance to sort of stop, reset, and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's something that I'd be interested in doing. I got my friend, my friend Jeff, who I talked about, his mom. I sent all the notes uh, back to her, like to type up my um, uh, application letter uh, for the. Because I was worried that if I sent it home, my dad wouldn't uh, help me out with it because he'd love to see me be a lawyer. Okay. So I figured, oh, maybe dad's not gonna. Oh, I forgot about that RTA. Were you right in that assumption about your dad, or did he? Look, I think every parent, every parent wants a kid to be a lawyer or a doctor. Okay. It's just, you know, that's just like, oh, that's awesome. Whereas you know, radio and television arts, yeah. you know, it's it, it might be a little harder to explain. It's a little bit more of a yeah. sell, even though I was doing it for practical reasons. Yeah. So. That year off was a great time just to stop and say, okay, like, what do I want to do? What am I interested in? You know, what, what's going to fulfill me, right? And I just thought to myself, look, the world's got enough lawyers. And, you know, I know some, and they're pretty sad, and it's late hours, and do I want to be in school until I'm 31, 32? Defending murderers. And- it's a, yeah, or, you know, or my dad would have a corporate law, but, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, there's no murderers, but... Yeah, you see, you can't see Derek is rolling his eyes yeah. at the it's it's just, Boring. It's, no, it's, it, but it, it yeah. looks it. I mean, I'm Sounds sure, boring. So I'm sure there's exciting. some people that can crunch numbers all day long. And the Johnny Cochran's of the corporate world. 100%. But Everything's I'm, about OJ with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I saw yeah, the <laughs> ESPN documentary. And I'm just, uh, that was a great, uh, the 30 for the 30, big the part, part series. Yeah, oh, was wow. Excellent. That was excellent. That was wicked. Uh, but I, I, I figured out, okay, you know what? Like That's, that's going to satiate me. That's what I want to do. Went to Ryerson, took the Radio and Television Arts program, and it was like an amazing three years. And so, tell so me about fun. how you got that what show? You had to you beat out three hundred fifty people. It was a, yeah, there was a it was a bunch. It was an open open casting call, so it's a what you call a cattle call, right? Okay. If anybody wants to come out, come out. So I remember it was uh, back then. It was a three year program. So in '94, between my second and final year at Ryerson, there was an ad in the paper. Uh, it was TV. I was looking for a host with the most, and um, uh, I remember my friend Stephanie had saw the ad in the paper and said. Hey, you know, like you should go for this. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll go for it. And you know, my thought was, it'll be great to go to a real TV station and and actually have a uh, and go audition. Like it'll be a good experience, win, lose, or draw. You weren't like the term, like I'm gonna win for sure. You were just like, I'm gonna do this, just regardless for personal growth or whatever. I knew I that might there, get it, but yeah, there'd be personal growth in it. But I mean, if I'm going out, I'm, I'm going to win. Go, okay. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, because that's, if you, if you, if you study for an A, sure. Then you, you get a B. If you study to get a C minus, okay. you're going to fail. You. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to do something, kill it. Like okay. that's, yeah. and that's one thing I've always said to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're like the president or if you're like a garbage uh, collector, if you got a job or something that's got to be done, kill it, do it as to your, the best of your abilities. Do it so somebody looks at you and goes, man, that guy was freaking awesome. That is right, amazing. Right. I don't think enough people kill it. They do don't that. try to kill no? it. They don't take okay. enough pride in what they're doing. It's yeah. you. Yeah. If you're doing it, you're putting your name on it. So if you're going to do that Stamp job, it. kill that job. Yeah. Just do it. 
So when I went out, I'm like, no, no, I'm going to host the show. Okay. But I figured, all right, there's 300. There's a lot of people. I mean, I got there and it was like, you know, it's just packed. It's just all kinds of people. Must so, have been crazy. Yeah. All right, we'll see what we can do. So they're looking for people with like an official, you know, with bringing a headshot, like a picture of yourself. So I brought in a a picture of me uh, jumping on beds in a Montreal hotel room. We were there okay. for New Year's one year. I figured right, they'll remember it. So I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll give that to the producers. Topped them a little bit. Uh, so they cut it down to like um, uh, 170 people, and uh, and then they cut it down to uh, to eight. And the original thought was that they would rotate five hosts. So they're going to pick five, and then they would rotate hosts uh, week to week. And uh, I was fortunate enough that they, they liked me enough where they thought, you know what, he could carry the show. So I did the um, – so I got what uh, – the first show was called uh, Body – no, uh, If Ads or Butts. And it was uh, just about uh, uh, aver- smoking, aver- tobacco advertising, and how it's uh, aimed at children. So we, uh, we did the pilot in, uh, in May, May 30th, 1994. And we um, and did it, and it was amazing. And then uh, I went to go work at the uh, cemetery that summer doing groundskeeping, waiting to find out if it would become a series. And, uh, and, and they got the call. They're going to make it a series, and it was going to be on Tuesday nights at 11. We do it live uh, every week. So I was literally doing my last year of school. So I'd have school 9 to 5. Then I would uh, take the TTC up to uh, TVO. Uh, i get there by about quarter to 6, 6 o'clock, have a bite to eat go over the notes for the show yep. and then uh, we do a rehearsal sometimes at 10 o'clock uh everyone would stand down was it for daunting a bit. to you at all or were you just you're like i'm ready to go let's do this it was you're prepared honestly it was amazing it was it, yeah. was, it was it was it was so exciting because stuff that i was literally learning that day you could deploy. i was now doing that night like i ah. remember doing like the, uh, the ifb you know you got the internal fullback the uh, your earpiece okay where the uh, you know the director is talking to you and they're like okay look joe if you just step to the left yeah, okay, that's great. But you got to do that without nodding and without acknowledging them, but still be talking. Just let me step to the left here. Yeah, yeah, okay, which, yeah, 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 which, uh, you know, you're not going to be a host too long if you're, <laughs> if you're actually answering those questions. And if you're at home, are like, yeah. step to the left. I never, what is this guy? Hi, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, and it was, so there was stuff that I was learning. I, I would learn that in production class. And now I'm going to do it for real in front of like thousands uh, on a, t- a real TV station. Yeah. Sometimes it was seventy five thousand. Sometimes it was three thousand. But it, it was we're doing it for real, Derek. It was. I mean, if you know, to be to be doing it, you know, like you're not working in a vacuum. And at, at that point, not studying in a vacuum, right. right? It's exciting when you can, you know, because you're telling your parents, yeah, school's fun, and I'm really enjoying it. But you know, like any parent, they're yeah. like, okay, well, you know, what's this going to lead to? Like, yeah. what's it going to? So to still be in school, and then, but for them to actually see me doing it, yeah. Must have been amazing. It was like it, I, I, you know, look, I, I don't want to sound just uber positive about it, but it was. Well, it must be indescribable, almost. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was like it was crazy. Yeah. I remember like the, I remember the the very very first show because everybody was quiet um, for the pilot, right? Because everyone's you know it's like seven minutes, six minutes, and nobody's making any noise. And I, I, I could feel my heart. Like I, <laughs> I literally thought my heart, like they'd hear it on the microphone because the microphone is just right there on my chest. I'm like, they're going to hear my heart beating. Like, yeah, you'll hear it just faintly in the background. Like, oh, man, Joe's freaking out. But it's like <laughs> sat there, knocked it out, and it was, it was the best. So, you know, I remember being in um, my children's broadcasting class uh, with Clive Vanderberg, uh, who's amazing. He, he was uh, one of the guys behind the Polka Dot Door and okay. Today's Special, like just a legendary guy at TVO mm-hmm. fan, and a really, really nice man. Mm-hmm. He, taught, uh, he taught me in school, and I remember uh, September, it was September 27th when we did the, um, uh, the season's uh, uh, the debut of the show, and I had his class that day, and he's like, well, 
I think we all know what we'll be watching tonight. And I was like, yeah, woo! And the class is screaming. I'm like, nice. This is crazy. So uh, we did that for a season, and it was like a really, really great show. We got nominated for Gemini that year for uh, Best Youth Program right, in Canada. Right, okay. So it was um, an amazing experience. And really, really cool. We had like live bands on. And they would sit there and they do. Is stuff. there any clips of that anywhere no, online? No, man. Like oh. all the, no. It's like, see, this is the thing about all that stuff, right? About like with we got to break into the back room somewhere. And I know we got to find it, like in the yeah. uh, in the in the in the. the Let's make a show about TVO. that. <laughs> Let's make a show about going back and finding a little thing. No, it's it's hard to find that stuff. Even old TVO like uh, crawl space clips. I looked on YouTube. I mean, there's some. There's some. Yeah, there's two guys. Like there's two guys that are that uh, Daniel, who's out in. Um, out Peterborough way. He's one. And then um, uh, uh, my buddy in Peterborough, Jordan, he's the other guy. There's two guys that are actually that, – that, that uploaded their old VHS clips okay. and put them on the internet. So Funny. it's either Jordan or it's, uh, it's Daniel. They're the only guys. It's, you know, it's, it's a pre – I mean that's what was kind of quaint about the time back in the day. It was, it was pre-internet. So if well, you okay, to watch so something, here's the thing. Yeah, it. so 95 – was actually the year that they say the internet entered public 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 consciousness. Okay, right. right? So mm-hmm. it was around, and people had personal computers, I believe, and, and yeah. stuff like that. But it, people didn't really get what it was. That's when you had news anchors going, "The information superhighway," and they'd be like, "What is the internet?" And the guy, the internet is a series of tubes, and like they, <laughs> they didn't really get it. Yet, no, you know, no. but uh, we didn't now it's it. it's like breathing to us. Kids it's, have it at two, like. Internet is part of. I always wonder what's the next thing. Well, I don't know what the next thing would be. I guess that's the definition of these technological advancements. You never see them coming around the corner until yeah. you're around the corner. You yeah. see them teleporting. Teleporting would be the next big. thing. You think so? Look, because uh, I, I don't know what's left. What about I mean, VR? That's a form of teleporting. Yeah, maybe. Once so it maybe gets perfected, be, yeah, it's going to be VR, and then it's going to be it's going to be the uh, the teleporting. I mean, it's the last vista in there, right? Is, oh, I got the Google Cardboard <laughs> VR. <laughs> Is that what you got? The twenty dollars version. Oh yeah, all Just right. To give you, you a glimpse of what you know. Right, cardboard. That's right, a little car, cardboard box. Like that. In twenty years, that'll be it. It's a uh, look. I think the interconnectivity with the world. I think is the last. I think. That's the last frontier. Like, I really, I really do. When you'd watch old science fiction movies, you know, and they predict what the future is going to be like, you know, we don't have spaceships. There's no moving sidewalks. There's no, no beep, beep, boop. The, the future is, is your own personal devices. It's, 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 it's smartphones and it's androids and it's, it's that connectivity where you can talk to anybody in the world at any time. To me, it's amazing. It's, that's it's the amazing. last frontier. When we talk about, uh, I mean, the 90s, I mean, I was, and a lot of my friends, were the pioneers of exploring the internet. Right. Our parents didn't really know what we were doing on there. Uh-huh. We had dial-up, but we were playing Neopets and talking <laughs> to people in Texas and going on Yahoo Chat. And, and wasn't that freaky? Like, wasn't freaky. that freaky to you talking to, like, a, like some like you're up in Canada and you're talking to uh, some kid in, like, Fort Worth and, you, and you're having communication? Dude, I mean, I can't – I don't even know how to describe it because I guess also you're just – because you kind of grew up with it, it was freaky at first, but it wasn't so. It was somehow it was kind of gradual enough that we could handle it, right? Maybe I guess. Uh-huh. But I mean, I always remember this thing called GUI chat, and okay. it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting thing. If anybody want to look look it up on Wikipedia, it's kind of interesting. There was this app um, that you downloaded your computer, and it would be in your bottom little toolbar somewhere. Mm-hmm. But every website that you went to, say you went to tvokids.com, right? 
whoever was on that website but also had GUI chat mm-hmm. would be in a chat room with you. Oh, okay. They don't have an app like this anymore. It doesn't exist. It's just not really a market for it or whatever. Yeah, no. It, they don't but, need chat rooms anymore. Dude, because... like, so you go to YTV.com, whatever you would go to, mm. you could chat with the kids who are on the same website as you. It's oh. a really interesting thing that kind of only was – but this is the 90s and the internet was all mm. these experimental kind of website structures and different apps that had no real practical purpose, but they were yes. just kind of – Let's get, but let's see what we can make and da da da. Try it. Let's you just know, try and it. E-commerce came a thing, and then it's like, and it came the, from that stuff, right? I mean, look, yeah. it's a, it's it. Those are the steps. I mean, I yeah. I remember the first. Uh, I had my buddy uh, Joe Georgiou, uh, my high school friend, loved computers, right? And I, I was not a computer guy. I'm a you know, I like to say I'm, a, I'm an analog hero in a digital world. <laughs> I was never uh, big into things. Yeah. He was. He loved that stuff. And I remember uh, being at his place, and it was like I guess it was like the first. The first fax machine <laughs> or whatever, right? The, like to, to, to type out a message and then to send it. And yeah. I remember it took him. He's like, oh, this is super cool. Like we figured out how to do it and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, it, it took like – I'm not even joking there. It was like an hour and 45 minutes for him calling his buddy and then hanging up and setting it up. And then the message isn't coming. And then it was like smoke signals. It was yeah. like yeah. – and I'm like, this is exciting? Yeah. This, is, this is ridiculous. I don't, what are we – like you could have called him and – and, and talk to him, if it, but I'm sure when they invented the phone, that was the same thing, right? Where you're like, why wouldn't you just go to that guy's house? And this yeah. takes forever. This yeah. is stupid. Fiber yeah. optics is stupid, and fax is stupid, <laughs> and internet is stupid. But this is where we are. Like it's it's taking me and a while there's no to stopping embrace. it. There's no, no stopping it. No. A lot I mean, of people are afraid of tech, like the Unabomber. Certain people are like, technology is a demon. It, 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 technology is a tool. It's is a, what technology it's a, is. It's a tool, Derek. And I look. I was always, I, you know, look. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of real interactions, right? Like, I mean, even when you were talking about um, uh, doing this today, I was like, and you, you had mentioned Skype, and I'm yeah. like, no, if I can be there, it's just so much it's better. Something about it. it's just yeah. it's just better. And I remember, um, you know, even just sort of with social media, like I only like got a, a made a, an official Facebook page and a Twitter account, like maybe like, a, like two years ago or whatever, okay. right? Because you know, producers were just look, you've got to have an online presence. You got to have an online presence. And I'm like, do I? Like, do I really? Yeah. Because to me, it's like, look, I'm I'm happy to let my my work stand and let people as it judge is, it, yeah. as opposed to people, you know, counting Twitter followers and sure. saying, oh, that's the that's not the measure of anything. Right. Twitter, give me a, like, it's, no. Yeah. But it is a. So I knew that when I got it, like the <clears throat> the one thing that I wanted to do is make sure that if I'm using social media, I'm gonna make it as warm as possible. You know, it's not gonna be a cold place. I'll do all the things that I would usually do, and but make it the way I would do it, yep, right? Yep. And uh, I think that's how I, 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 I found you or how I got in contact with you. Yeah, I believe I looked you up and just added you, and then you checked out my music. I was like, oh, he's checking out my music. Right, yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to answer this dude. If yeah. people are finding me, then I'm going to find them. Yeah. But also to, you know, I, I went back into Twitter and looking to see mentions of, like, TVO kids or yeah. shows I'd done. And you kind of connect with them that way from that. And send them a tweet. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know, hey, man, anybody remember Joe from the Crawl Space? That guy was hilarious. And then, boom, and then five years later, Twitter. hey, man, sorry, I, uh, it took me so long to answer this tweet. <laughs> I just years. got Twitter. They're like, what the? You know, yeah. it, it, it was, but to me, that's like, okay, that's a good use of it and everything, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was always the um, uh, Facebook. I remember uh, one of the things that um, 
uh, that I always wanted to do when I uh, I retired from the crawl space in '99, uh, and I figured it was just it was a good time, and uh, you know I wanted to try different things. I wanted to test my skills. Y2K was coming, so you're like, it's going to be over anyway. I better get, I'll out. get out. The crawl space is going to implode. Yeah. I, be- I better get out, Patty. You're on your own. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Y2K. Speaking of, that's crazy. Uh, but I figured, okay, this is what I'm going to do, uh, and. Um, so I, I told the kids that I was retiring, and it was the same year that, like, uh, Gretzky retired and Jordan retired and John Elway retired. So I figured, okay, if I, if I tell them I'm retiring, they're going to understand, you know, that I'm leaving, okay, that I'm yeah. okay, and it'll, it'll make sense. It yeah, won't yeah, be. Yeah. And I, I got um, – but they wanted to control the way that it was done. So I, we told them four weeks before I was leaving so that it wouldn't seem like it was this big, long, sad period or whatever. Right. And I, I got five bags of, uh, of goodbye mail that I – Oh, man. And, it, and, I, and I kept the mail. And my goal was to always um, write back all the kids to answer and say, listen, guy, thanks very much. Yeah. And that was great. And then, you know, life gets in the way. I, you know, I started, As it does. Always. Uh, you know, I went. I started uh, – I was working on a radio station. Then I did like uh, Rescue Heroes and Metabots and some Metabots, stuff. yeah. People love the Metabots. You, I forgot about that show for so long. Nostalgia. Until I was like, Joe was the Metabots guy. Oh. Yeah. No, Metabee. That guy. Show. Icky. We got a road battle. Come on, let's go. Kick it. And it was like, all right, here we go. It was the, I'm actually going to do uh, Unplugged Expo next month. Okay. Um, they, because they, you know, people have been on me about like uh, doing a con, doing a Comic Con. Sure. And I'm like, well, look, you know, maybe I'll do a small one, you know, just to kind of get my feet wet, figure out, you know, what it's like. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure it was well run or whatever. Right next to Jesse the Body. <laughs> or whoever yeah, exactly. no, I, don't. I know that's a, that's what I'm saying. I was saying like, sitting there I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be you know uh, uh, sitting there all lonely and there like, like no 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 listen you know it's a huge metabots following sure. and they would love to check it seems out like there stuff. is and, online yeah yeah like it's pretty crazy like I mean on my website I would always you know I would get more hits on the like especially my old website where I had like a page for all different things that I'd done on metabots right they everyone was always checking out the metabots mm-hmm. stuff so, uh, so I'm going to do this um, uh, Unplugged Expo uh, next month. It's like uh, October 15th and 16th. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, meet the Metabots fans, and I'm going to host their uh, Masters of Cosplay pageant. They're going to do that night. And this is in Toronto? This is in or, Toronto okay. at the uh, Western Harbor Castle. So it should be okay. – it'll, it'll be a good time. Cool. Uh, but, you know, again, like to interact like in person, right? Yeah. Like to actually, you know, yep, you can get a picture, and you can, we, can, we can talk, and we can do stuff. It is, is amazing. Um, but when I was doing – all of that, I wasn't answering the mail. I wasn't, you know, and this mail just sat for years and years. Yeah. And then it's 10 years, and I'm like, I'm saying to my friends, man, like, you know what? Like, I still want to answer everybody. And they're like, look, just go on Facebook. They're all on Facebook. You should just go on Facebook. True. I'm like, I'm not going on Facebook. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to literally creep all the kids. Like, that's what I'm going to do. i got to creep <laughs> Hey, everybody. remember me? 10 years ago, you sent me. Yeah. That's it. I was like, uh, that's Freaking me out. Like, that's way out of my comfort zone. I'm like, look, man, like, they're on there and they're used to it. It's creepy to you. It's not creepy it's to them. It's fine to them. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. you know, that's how people get in contact. They would love it, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. So uh, this was 2010. And I, um, I went and I, I got my mail and, you know, went through it and just started looking for people on Facebook. And if their name was John Smith, all right, there's no yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah. But if the names are, you know, a little different. Her gender. Yep. I can figure out the, where they're from. Yeah. It, it, it's a thing. Oh, they're from, you know, if they're from Thorold, send me letters from Thorold. And then I find Tarhinder in, uh, in Welland. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this could be the same guy. <laughs> send a, and I, So I would scan the letter so that they, they oh, could no see Oh, no way. I scan it. That's really send cool, it, man. Send it listen, is this such and such? This, this is Joe from TVO Kids. This is the letter that you man, sent me. Man, that's so cool, man. And yeah. it just and it just started coming and coming. So I created a, a secret group on Facebook 
uh, called Joe's TVO Kids Project. Okay. And uh, and I kept it going for four years. And I, it was – so all the old clips that I had of stuff, you know, I would uh, – like old Bod Squad episodes or um, skits with like Captain Summer or things that I had done with like the chill. And I would put them in this secret group. And and it was just – it got crazy because yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's you. Oh, and, it was, and I'm like, okay, social media is good. Like this – I get it. Yeah, there's the there's ways a it, like it's a tool it. and there's ways to use it that benefit people greatly. I mean, people love to demonize social media, man. It's a mm-hmm. it's a thing that people do, especially with Facebook and uh certain sites like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's a hierarchy of um of social networking sites as far as uh their usefulness and and up-to-dateness with news and stuff. Like they always say like a Tumblr feeds into Reddit, which feeds into uh, Twitter, which feeds into Facebook. There's right. like a timeline. Like Facebook, a meme takes like a week before it comes to Facebook, where oh. it starts on other sites. Like there's a whole right. timeline of it, how yeah, quick yeah. and up to date they are, but also how useful they are. And I mean, you know, go on Facebook. People got unlimited space to complain about their lives and different <laughs> things like that. Twitter, okay, you're you're at least you're you're you're, you're segregating them a, a bit with their characters. You're uh, right. like, okay, I don't have to see so much of that guy's complaining. Yeah, I can just yeah. Scroll or at least you can cut faster. to the quick as to what's actually the problem. At least on Twitter, you'll say, yeah. "Hey, man, I got fired." It, yeah. Okay, now we know what happened. Whereas on Facebook. There's a, a lit, there's so many people trying to destroy me at work, oh. and five months later, yeah, now yeah, it's finally yeah. come to it's like, dude, we yeah. can't be friends. And no. that's the look. I you know I've always been one of the, I've been one of those to demonize some elements of like social because, media because we see people misusing it so much. And uh, yeah, but you should call somebody. Like I feel for people that post that on there. But you so know, do call I. your friend. But some of them don't have like, friends. That they, they want to call, they want to pick up. They or, don't want to pick up. See, Derek, and that's the, and that was one of the things I've always had a problem with, with, with Facebook. Like, okay, I'm cool with the, like the, the group was great, and having the secret group, awesome. Yeah. And um, uh, having an official page, that's fine. People being able to connect, that's great. But I, I don't have like a, like my own profile where my friends can. Oh, keep okay, in touch you just have the that. page. Yeah, I just yeah, got the yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, look, you know, I'm from a time where we used to. Call each other. Knock on your door. But that's that was that's nostalgia. It's yes, and it's antiquated. It's antiquated <laughs> it's a, now. But email, you know, email and text, like, okay, you know, Joseph Motiki. Pretty com- that's not a common name. Yeah, I'm easy to find. If <laughs> yeah, no one wants yeah. to, I'm right there or something like that, yeah. right? So, you know, but one of the things about it was that to me, like Facebook friendship, you know, has be it's 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 its own weird thing because now you put your life on your wall and if people want to visit your wall or visit They're your free life, to do so. they can. And so you're you're super connected, but you're but nobody's relating. Nobody's you're not really you're not sharing anything. Not you, really. You know, and you can't explain your you can't a lot of people have debates and arguments on it. You can't you don't have enough it's it's not it's it not lacks accurate. nuance. It lacks nuance. It, Things get lost it, in translation. Totally. Memes memes everything's boiled down to memes. They don't really properly explain their point. They just give you a I think nine uh, eleven this happened and you're like yeah. have you read the the book on like right you're just yeah. you're you're yeah. sharing a meme because you 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 just you believe you just believe it because mm-hmm. you feel it and you share it right or whatever it is it doesn't have to be about conspiracies it's anything it's just even the positive quotes sometimes people are like a flower is should be smelled in this way and such a, and you're like you know that sounds <laughs> right. great but what are you what are you doing uh-huh. like, I don't know yeah. what's that all about yeah like, just, enough yeah, enough yeah. you see and the thing is I think there's a uh, I think if you're of a certain age, right? You know, you're talking about how you know you can be two, and you're already you know how to you know how to use everything. Yep, they're you playing grew, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, you're crushing candy like it's going out of style. Yeah. If if you've got 
uh, you know, you're used to having uh, a smartphone on your hip, like a side piece, and that's how you relate, and that's how you talk to your friends. Like, a lot of times, you know, my friends are like, oh, I feel so bad for these kids. They don't talk to each other. It's like, well, the truth is that that's the way they talk. We're used to talking one way, way yeah. but they're used to talking that way. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. It's not how we do it, and so it looks sad to us because, you know, they're not – Having those nostalgic sitting around, listening yeah. to pour some sugar on me yeah, in yeah. the basement and all that. Yeah. But that's the way they do it. That's fine. What bothers me is when, say, people of my generation are doing it that way. Because it's like, look, you're not, you know, I had friends. I had a friend. I would go uh, visit my friend. And uh, I visited like four or five times. And I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I haven't been able to catch you at home. And they're like, oh, I, I moved. Oh, that's right, Joe. You're not on Facebook. And I'm oh, like, like everyone's supposed to pay attention to your, yeah, no. It's yeah. like, I, 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 for me, it's just like, well, uh, I, I don't merit uh, like a little, little, a little note, a little email. Yeah. Like, just like, yo, change of address. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, I get that it's, it's very, very handy, but you know, I would say for some generations, that's not, if that's where you're using it, that's the thing. Sure. Little, I mean, like how we're, murky. we're, yeah, we're describing it as a tool and, and yeah, tools, the, digital these digital tools can be used and abused in various ways i mean you, they can be overused mm. they can be underused in some situations yep. like when you talk about oh I, I just wasn't on there for a bit and now you get on there and you go oh this is actually rewarding and it's <laughs> great for the kids too right all that kind of stuff and yeah and uh i think people need to well i i think people are getting in getting get into podcasting more i mm-hmm. think that although podcasting has been around for quite some time now right. it's it's experiencing like a big wave right now of mm. a lot of just different content coming out and better the quality is getting better and this and that and like me uh, uh, just some guy can just start his own podcast have his friends listen and then it becomes a little uh i want it to become like a, a community a community and a, and a, a forum where we yeah. can discuss our ideas more we're let's we're making our own forum here people i'm talking mm-hmm. to you the listeners right now you're you're part of this you're you know, most of them right now are just my friends. Okay. But who knows what can happen? And it's, it, but that's the most important part to me is we no longer have to just type on Facebook, our little arguments or whatever we're talking about. We can, let's hash it out in front of each other. Let's, let's, let's chill. Let's talk for an hour and a half or cause it's sometimes you don't get to do that with your friends. Deke is preaching. I'm preaching. Deke is preaching. I'm a bit. Sometimes I'm known as a preacher. There you go. Sometimes it's annoying, you know. No, no, no. It's not. Well, you see, that's if they don't like it, they don't listen to the podcast, right? But if they do, look, it's a community and it's and it's intimate, right? It's a look a podcast. You know, this is it's like CBC Radio, right? Like back in the day when you're sitting there, you're just listening to people talking, and it's a it's a it's it's quiet and it's intimate and it's it's thoughtful. Right, because yeah, yeah. you know, you, you just you, you know. I remember my dad when we were kids. He would listen to uh, as it happens. It was a CBC news show. Sure, and we just sit there and listen to the radio. There's yeah. a TV. Color TV was right there, but but yeah. he just liked listening to the news that yeah, way. Yeah. And we sit there and listen. And it's a and there is just a, you know there's a uh, you know it's it's like listening to a vinyl record. It's warm. It is. You know, it's, it's, but it's especially when the it. CBC they speak with a soft tone and they. T- it's a nine fourteen on a Tuesday. You're almost falling asleep, but you're like, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's like spooning. <laughs> it's spooning with the information. Like you're spooning with information. Oh, it's an information cuddle. That's awesome. And it's good. It's really, really good. But see, for me, I like a lot of different ones. I like the Joe Rogan where they swear and they talk about sex and drugs and right. all kinds of stuff. And then I like uh, there's one 10 minute podcast with Will Sasso. <laughs> right, I listen yeah. to it on my morning drive to work because it's uh-huh. just 10 minutes. And it's just Hulk Hogan impressions, Arnold impressions, Stone Cold, just random shit that's yeah. just funny. Or you got uh, 
there's one called the Strategist. It's a uh, I got the guy coming on mine actually, Zane Velges from uh, he appears on CBC sometimes. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, he's a political strategist. I mean, nice. I'm gonna have him on and like I'm not a political expert, but I'm just gonna talk. I'm like, hey man, the podcast really helped me in this way and this way, and you know. Just, just, just discuss it. I want to know more about him and like what, who, like I want to know everything about it. What's right? your favorite thing about it then? Is of, it the connection? Is it the of just podcast community? Yeah, I think it's just learning information in a, in a different way that you can't get from books or from learning, for example, news or current events from a, a non thirty second soundbite style argumentative bullshit propaganda mixed commercial like. Like news, like the old, the dinosaur media, right? They call right. it like the old, the, it's not bad if you watch CNN, me and my friend Nick talked about this on my first episode, it's, it's not bad if you watch the news. If you mm. watch CNN, you're not a sheep if you watch the news. No, you're a there person who prop- wants to be informed. Yeah, there may be propaganda and some, some you know, uh, left-leaning thing or right-leaning thing, but just use your filter and just kind of watch it, take it in. Well, you, say, you say filter, I say brain. Your Use job your is to uh, is to you know disseminate information. Yeah, that's your job. It's yeah. not their job. Yeah, their job is to tell you this happened, that happened. If you decide to listen to their talking heads, I mean, the, look back in the day, the pundits, pundits. It's like, yeah, no, there's no. You can't spell pundit without pun. <laughs> it's it, they're funny. There is some stuff where yeah. they, it's like really like this is the no. It, and news is a little bit more like that because now because it's a 24-hour news cycle, their job is to get as many people watching as possible. It's a lot of entertainment. Journalism is a lot Tons of entertainment. Tons of entertainment. Look, I, I say a lot that journalism is dead. Back in the day, I remember when it was just it was it was hard. It was just hard news and you just got the news and then you form your opinions. Now they give you a little bit of hard news, but then and here to talk about it is new controversy with the Right, and that's the thing, right? And now that's translated into like, uh, you know, when it, uh, clickbait and stuff, right? There's oh, things yes. you report on it. Like some of the stories, I remember there was a story not long ago about Blake Lively, uh, and that Blake Lively she had uh, taken a, a picture of her bum because her bum was looking round and delicious at an award show, and then she uh, she used the lyric from uh, uh, "Baby Got Back" from the uh, Sir Mix a Lot song, right? And then there was a, and then some people online got mad and said it was an appropriation of culture, and and, and it blew up. And and then it made it onto real news stations, and I'm like, they're just rehab. Yeah, let's take the thing that was the non news story that's from some whatever. Let's the, take it and just talk about it more. Waste people's time. Like, it's a thing that got the most hits, right? It's looking because they figure, well, if it's getting a lot of hits on uh, on Facebook, then people want to hear about it. Then or, it's newsworthy, yeah. and it's it's that's not newsworthy. No, because who's anybody? I, Look, yeah. that could have been my cousin, and he was just upset that day because he likes mix a lot. And I can't believe that some white girl with admittedly a delicious uh, uh, ass uh-huh. is 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 using this clip from mix a lot. So I'm gonna. It's like really, this made it onto CNN no. on CNN. No. Like, yeah, come on, like ridiculous. No. CNN is a little r- ridiculous a lot of the times. So They're getting a little crazy. Getting crazy, but the, uh, yeah, the podcasting thing. Why I like it is, I mean, I'll, like Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. A lot of the, like uh, the strategist. With uh, yeah yeah Corey Hogan and, mm. and Stephen Carter and Zane Velge like it's different things like that that are and some of them aren't that popular yet I mean they're but just the level of information you get and the the non biasy the the unbiased things and the, the just open discussion mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing I you know it always reminds me of uh, when you read about when coffee sugar chocolate and tea became a thing I believe it was like. I want to say you're seventeen, mid seventeen hundreds, or something like okay. that. Whatever, whenever that 
date was, people can correct me, whenever that stuff, there's a span of like eight years where those four commodities became like big in the West. Okay. Okay. Right. And so it coincided with the time when pe- like coffee shops started popping up and people would kind of go and just talk for the first time and hash out these philosophical ideas over coffee because mm-hmm. it made them all jittery. And that always reminds me of like this podcast generation is like people are getting back to the long form conversation. Right. Not a 30-minute segment. Let's have some... Okay, Bill Maher. You got three. I love Bill Marshall, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but like, he's your guy. But like, yeah. Oh, three guys who hate each other. Here, come on the show and just argue over each other, talk over each other, and now we're done. Now, moving on. You don't learn anything. You do if you... You got to pay attention a lot to... You know, yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot from it if you... It's... it's, it's a, but anyway, there's so many different formats of it now. And it is... There's so... There's, the access to information is insane. Mm-hmm. And I, like again, to make that point again, I think the podcasting thing is going to – a lot of people don't know what podcasting is. They don't know what a podcast is yet. But you see, that's what's really – what's interesting is that now it's – look, some things are cyclical, right? Like some things come around again. What you call podcast, you just – long form, a long form conversation. Yeah, it's, it's not a, new, but it's a new media or style of getting it, way of getting it. A You're way getting, of getting it on it. iTunes yeah. and they have a – the, the architecture's there to get them easily mm-hmm. on your phone, and it's uh, you right. put your headphones in, and it's there. Yeah, but, but you see, people it's been who, existing before. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's been around for a while. But when people first your podcast, oh, what's that? Ah, oh, it's more of that. That the, what is the it? An iPod? What do you put an on your iPod? And yeah. Like, what, what's that? The, you're more casting of that cyber a fishing talk and everything. It's like no, it's a look. Dick Cavett, you know, his yeah, old sixties and seventies. Just or even just Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. Um, the phenom. Charlie Rose is the greatest. Yeah, he's Shout out Charlie he's Rose. There you go. That's right. It's All that was was it, it was podcasts on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And and he still does it. Talk, yeah. Still. Um, you good know, one with Nas. He had a good one with Nas. Oh, well, yeah. No, that's the – That's sick. Is, come on. Uh, you know, even uh, Phil Donahue, before he kind of got into the whole – like how, how the shows got ridiculous, he used to have a really you know serious like, you know black backdrop, uh-huh. light – Two people talking. Yeah. Uh, Brian Lanahan uh, used to work for uh, City TV. And he had it, 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 sort of, you know, the same thing, which is conversations. But there's not a lot of outside noise, just one-on-one conversations, talking, yeah. mm-hmm. listening, sharing ideas. It's very, it's, it can be very introspective, I think. I, I love to do – when you're doing menial tasks around the house, mm-hmm. just people uh, – I'm like I'm talking to these listeners like they don't know what a podcast is, but they uh, – I'm so dumb. No, That's so right. – Yeah. But for people who don't know or if you tell people who, who don't know – I mean doing the dishes and having a podcast going is – we should make a podcast about doing dishes. <laughs> the history of dishwashing. No, I don't know. But, you know, it's yeah. – uh, whatever you're doing, cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people like – you know, you can have music in the background. But sometimes I think it's great to just listen to a long conversation. It's, it's think, here's some things, things you never things. thought about before. So yeah, whatever it is. Simple things. Like, that's the look, it's it, simple things. Everybody, it's stuff that anybody can relate to, that anybody yeah. can understand. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the most popular um, YouTube stars now these days, and what yeah. are they doing? They're doing makeup tutorials. Yeah. These are simple things. Bracelet, how to make a bracelet yeah. thing, whatever. But there are audiences who crave simple things. So, you know what? Yeah, I don't know how to blend my color palettes. And it would be super handy if I could just watch that <laughs> on my phone. So, 2,300,000 hits for this girl yeah. who's now a millionaire because she's yeah. showing people how to do their mascara. Yeah. Simple things. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a what a weird time we're living through right now. With this it's an exciting internet. time. It's exciting, but I, I'm always so curious of the next thing. I wonder if that's just a – just curiosity is just always there. Well, but, I, I mean, 
like, is it just going to be the internet in a new form? Or is it like the, what if there's like another, invi- oh, what could we even envision? It's insane to think I, about. I'm telling you, it's, 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 it would be something ridiculous. Like, I, I'm only half joking when I say teleporting. And I yeah. think you might be on it with the virtual reality, right? Because you can, you can be in contact with anybody anywhere yeah. in the world. So now, you know, they'll look for the next way to interact, right? Yeah. The next way to interact with somebody uh, all over the world. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's virtual reality where you're, you, you'll sit down in your chair and you'll put on the headpiece and then you'll feel like... Well, people are going to go to sports games soon. And they actually can do that already, I believe. Sitting in the front row at a sports game in VR. You oh, can, you right. You can go sit front row at the Blue Jays or whatever it See, is. Wrestling events. Yeah. Uh, and know. then they'll figure out a way to monetize that. Yeah, they so will. WWE will now WWE have these, will for sure. These Vince special rooms. Genius. He, he knows it. You know, it's interesting. I, he's because I was talking. I just I was just uh, with uh, Jason Agnew uh, last night. I was uh, doing a um, guest judge at a comedy show that he uh, does at the Comedy Bar. Okay. And he does uh, live audio wrestling, and he's a total uh, wrestling guy. Okay. And um, so it's, it's interesting when I hear about Vince McMahon being a, a genius. Because I always wonder is he because he's had a lot of bad ideas too. So I always wonder if Vince McMahon, is, a, is he a genius or is he just the best promoter of them all? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, you know, right. is, is, you know, is he just the best at what he does or yeah. is he like a legitimate genius? Yeah. You know, because I think, his, I think he was really, really smart. And I'm not ragging on Vince McMahon. I'm just, sure. I'm just curious. Sure. Uh, sure. I, was thinking, I was just thinking about this last night where, you know, is he – he's come up with some great ideas and some great concepts, but he's – He's come up with some of the worst gimmicks in the sure. history. I mean, there's been of, terrible gimmicks, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, he's almost it's a mixed went bag. Out of business, but yeah, like it's a. I think he's a he's a mixed bag. So are geniuses mixed bags? <laughs> like I guess. I, I guess. Well, look at Kanye West. I mean, <laughs> some people say he put out some of the greatest and some of the worst music. Right? Some people will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an he's he's an so, interesting cat. It's. I mean, but, but these are guys that see. I think at the end of the day, you become a genius. Or get a reputation for being a genius because you will risk. And I think that's the biggest thing in, in art. I think it's the biggest thing in, risk. in, that's a in good people's point. life yeah, to, risk. to risk, right? It's yeah. a, to take chances. You know, there's a, you've probably got you know, friends that will say, oh, you know, Derek, you're so lucky to DJ. Like, you're, really, you know, you're so lucky, man. That's a, that's a fun way to make some money. And you're like, well, you know, I took some risks. Like, you know, I, I, I bought some equipment or I went out looking for things. Or I, I did some shitty gigs. Yeah, yeah. You know, things are just like you don't want to tell anybody about. You know, th- that'll be your next podcast, talking yeah. about the worst gigs you ever had. It is a – but you, you took risks. You know, yeah. there's, you know, there's people that will say to – you know, like I've heard it. Uh, you know, I'll talk to any person that's working in Hollywood. At some point, they took a risk. Yeah. And, you know, and they might have people around them who say, oh, man, you know, you're, so, you're so lucky to do that. But you know what? They – they took chances that other people didn't. And, you know, you open yourself up to so much, to criticism, to, to ridicule. When, yeah. you know, stand-up comics, when they, in order to create great jokes, they have to write bad ones and then be ridiculed and for it, bad ones. It, yeah, and or practice them. And crap yeah. all over them and stuff, right? Yeah. And like, oh, man, I saw him at the kind. He was horrible. Yeah. But then from that, they formed. Oh, every great comedian will tell you that they've had, they started off. Utter garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot, yeah. hot, steaming pile, steaming crap. It yeah. is. It's, and that's the thing. So, in order to, so you know, you in order to to get to that level, you've got to risk. And I think a lot of people they don't they don't risk enough. Yeah. You know, it's it's a people thought I was nuts when I retired from TVO Kids because they're like, look, man, it's a you know you got a regular television job. Yeah, how There's dare not you? A whole lot of those in Canada. Like, are yeah. you out of your mind? It's like, well. You got to risk, like you know, you to, to find out how good I can be to to get better. You yeah. know, it's, it, sometimes you've got to take a risk. You got to leap. You've got to, 
you got to do things that you know it's out of your comfort zone but that's a How good point. Yeah, know? we often just contrib- we we compare uh, genius with just intelligence. We just think of oh, genius means someone who's very smart. Right. Well, there's more to it, I guess. Yeah, that makes more sense. Like someone who takes a risk. I, I Einstein is the cliche genius that people bring up. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he took risks throughout his life, like with his career and stuff, and just different. I mean, he took intellectual risks. I, su- I suppose. Yeah. Just yep. stating things that in his time. I mean, and. I don't know. You state things and people don't agree with you. You just no. Like I think E equals MC squared. Like, yeah, let me no, try I'm and sure show you what it means. I'm like, sure of it. It's yeah. like ah, get out of here, you crazy old man. Yeah, or like, Kanye using auto tune. Like, I know Kanye will tell you it was every move he makes is genius, yes, right? Yeah, but he hey, will. look at it. I mean, people often say uh, the auto tune ruined hip hop, and now you got all these people, uh, quote unquote, untalented artists that oh, you could just fix your voice with auto tune. But auto tune is a style that he introduced saying hey it's okay to use it mm-hmm. and here's how i'm going to use it in the correct way and this is how i think it sounds cool go the coldest winter all that stuff 808s and heartbreaks like yeah look and, and it did it did affect the game and it it, it it could be called a genius move well look i drive an automatic car am i less of a man because i don't drive stick i can't drive stick it's stick is hard but shouldn't it shouldn't it be a little easier if I if I want to shouldn't go, it be if yeah. I want to go somewhere and somebody can make an life should be easier car, not automa- harder yeah, yeah. if, if auto tune can help somebody who always wanted to you know so, look sometimes you don't want to give away you don't want to give away your songs it, maybe you don't have the ability to sing them but now auto tune gives you a chance to sing maybe them. you're a perfect this is this is where Kanye actually um, is another thing with Kanye he mm. he always says he he wasn't a good singer yeah they used to tell him they used to tell me. Uh, Toughen up. Put some bass in your voice. They used to tell me, lighten up. Put some mace in your voice. <laughs> like, because his voice isn't necessarily a great singing voice. But he knows where the notes are supposed to go. Yes. He knows how to do the melodies. He yes. knows how to play the piano or get John Breon, the soundtrack guy, to come in and do the violin or, or collaborate. He knows who to collaborate with and when and when to bring Timbaland in to do the kick drum. Yeah. He's a, he's a genius, man. If, you look look. Into, if, you're, if you're just a surface-level Kanye fan or mm-hmm. you don't know much about him, look into him more and you'll be, you'll be constantly surprised and enamored by the stuff he does behind closed doors and who he works with and mm-hmm. why stuff like that music is a is has more and more become a producer's medium and yeah. i think look there's a you know i remember when um i think it was late 80s or early 90s when uh quincy jones um you know he's you know uh, made music for some of the work michael jackson worked some of the the, the greatest right ever. and uh, he had an album uh and he just got different people to sing on it but he was he was much more involved with it right like in terms of like not just giving everything away and i think and I always sort of remember that as being like the the start of when producers were really like, you know what? I'm tired of being the genius behind half-assed acts. I'm writing songs for untalented people. You know what? I'm going to perform yeah. my, my own stuff. That's where Kanye comes from. You got Timbaland, Pharrell. Pharrell. Timbaland. Uh, the, the um, uh, oh, man. Well, it's, it's, it's everybody. But you know, even yeah, baby, yeah. baby face, and sure. like baby face. Yeah. You know, he went into the studio and started. DJ Khaled now is it right? These are production guys. Yeah. that are like you know what? I've been making everybody else look like aces, yeah. but they're morons. Yeah, I'm the I'm the talented guy. The I'm dream. You got the stuff. dream. Tyrius Nash. The dream. Yep. It is. Uh, there's another guy too. But I mean, there's so many. There's a thing now. Yeah, it's everybody. Dark Child back in the day did the. You know, the, I always uh, talk to people about when 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 Timbaland or guys like Dark Child started putting their their. Uh, names in the in the tracks, right? Uh huh. Timberland, uh huh. Yeah. Dark yeah. Child, nine nine. 
And then you hear the, say my name, say my But you hear Dark Child yeah. at the beginning. And you're like, why is this guy just saying stuff? At the beginning? Uh-huh. You never had that before, right? Yeah, no, no. The producers of in. the Beatles, they never said, hey, it's uh, Jimmy, whoever. And Jimmy then, Rollcroft. And then, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, Jimmy thank you, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's like, no, it is a. have that. They, but you see, because the Beatles, I'm pretty sure they were confident they were fairly talented fellows. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, all right, yeah. let's have at it. But I think, I think now with, with, with music, it's. It's become so much of a of a. I think that like artists are bringing less to the game. I think. I think that there's they more it, just show up with their bags and their voice, and they go, "What do I go?" And yeah. then everybody goes, "Okay, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do that." Da-da-da. It's like marionette. It is walk them through, manipulate their voice. All right, that's it. You were great back in the day. Like you know, it was singer songwriters, uh, singer songwriters, people. Well, it seemed like everybody had a they had a hand in what they were doing, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, even even the fluffy guys like. I don't know. I think Duran Duran like wrote some of their own stuff, and they're playing their own instruments. Sure, yeah, so, I, mean, I think you know, they and, did. Yeah, and they're not anybody you would say is like they're not some you know they were like the the boy band of the the eighties. Yeah, they were a bit. Yeah, they were kind of new wavy pop, overproduced kind of stuff. Right, but yeah, like but they, they were, likely wrote their own stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying. no, but I, I think a lot of those guys, like say back in those days, were were more involved with what they were doing than a, a lot of artists today because they just walk in and they. I mean, now the best stories you hear are about like somebody writing a song for somebody and. They didn't record that song. Oh, yeah, you should yeah. have recorded that song that was given to you. Yeah. Britney Spears. Like, uh, uh, she was offered Umbrella first, and then she said no to it. Oh, yeah. And, and then it so became a Rihanna, Rihanna hit. Well, so there's a Swedish guy. I always I forget his name. Max Martin? Yeah, Max Martin. Yeah. Right? So that guy, if you look at the top singles of every year from the last, like, literally 15, 20 years, it's this one guy and yeah. a handful, a couple other guys who you collaborate yeah. with. But uh, Max Martin just basically, like... The Backstreet Boys hits, the uh, the NSYNC stuff, and then all the way up to the Taylor Swift, and now we got the even the weekend. Can't feel my face. Uh-huh. That's a Max Martin. People think it's interesting about producers and artists and the, the the line between them. And a lot of people don't realize that there's multiple hands in these projects. They hear the weekend and they go, "I like the weekend." Well, you really like Max Martin, yes. Or if you like Ludacris, you really like Timbaland and Pharrell. Mm-hmm. That's who you actually like. Mm-hmm. The other guy's just to, he's just rapping over. Which yeah, he's. He's ludicrous. Did you not like ludicrous? But yeah. No, he's a charismatic, a charismatic guy. But the but beat, the guys who are making the beats is who you really like. If you're thinking about the music. That's what you're dancing to. Yeah. That's what's tickling your ear. You know, I mean, look, you can take any good song and, you know, you can, if it's got a good hook, you know, if, look, I love Cardinal Official. I'm happy for his success. And he's a good dude, yeah, good yeah. Canadian guy. I don't want to make it sound like I'm making fun of him. Yeah. But, I mean, that song he did with Akon, you know, notice, notice you, yeah. noticing me. If I'm rapping, I could do anything. And you know, yeah, yeah. hey, this is Joe coming to your face. You're the guy you knew from the crawl space. Ha ha! Yeah. Notice you. Exactly, Notice me. Exactly. It's a hit. Like, it's, yeah. you know, I'm not saying. But in his mind, you know, look, I mean, his bank account probably got a little fatter well, from that. And hey, look, Cardi, I don't blame Cardi for wanting to fatten up. No, no. Like, but you see, he got. Uh, the Northern Touch. He got, yep, Northern Touch. That was totally <laughs> dope. That was, a, that, was the, that was the best. Shock Claire. Thrust. Dude, I'm gonna get Shot Claire on here. You should. I'm gonna just Instagram him or something. Oh yeah, no, no, no. he come out. He's around. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, yeah. he didn't he just release something? I want to say maybe he, he just see that's the tough. We thing saw him here with. down the street at Barracuda like a few years back. Small show. I mean, oh yeah, we love like Shot Claire is me and my friends. That's we grew up on that no, stuff. We love some, that. Yeah, no, no, no. There's some, like good dudes. I remember doing. Um, I was doing the sports show at CBC and we hung out with. Um, um, uh, no, come on, come on. Mad Child. Uh, Mad Child. Uh, Mocha Only. Yeah, no. Mocha Only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how am I forgetting? 
The other guy? No, Prev One. What was the name of the Prev One? Uh, Swollen members. Yeah, Swollen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Swollen. Hey, a long time ago. No, man. It's not, it's, I can see them. It's so funny. I can see <laughs> yeah, them yeah, yeah. right here, whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's a, you know, like good dudes, right? And they're Mocha, I think and... Mocha follows me on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, these guys yeah? are around. That's what I mean. Like, they're, yeah. And so, they're, they're engaged. Like, they, they they'll do collaborations with you. You get a couple hundred bucks. That's there the, you go. There's the, the yo, track. You know, come, yo, you want a sandwich? <laughs> come, come, come and do it for a, for a sandwich. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop some tracks. Why for not? I mean, is, it a good, is there mayo on that sandwich? Yeah. All right, I'll do it. It's you like, know, I always on. wonder if Drake, why doesn't Drake just like do a track with the guys from the Northern Touch song? Like, he, I feel like uh, maybe I'm just putting too much pressure on Drake. It was like, Drake's got 28 million Instagram followers. I mean, I guess he's on his own level and doing his own thing, right? But you wonder, like, he's got his ear to the streets. Like, a lot of uh, guys that we work with and stuff, like mm. our, our friend Sazy, like, he knows his albums and stuff. He he tweeted him, like, hey, that wasn't good. Like, he's in touch with what's going on in oh, the underground. He's, he's at the KO. He missed the Grammys for the King of the Dot battle in Toronto. Dude. Right. Like, he's there, right? But, you can't uh, get good. You can't get good if you don't do it. He is, look, I mean, he's he's, he's a great example of, of making a choice, saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get good at this. All right, I'm not just gonna. He, it would have been so easy for him to just try to coast on, uh, on the, on the Degrassi fame, yeah, and then just go out and. But he, 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 he disappeared, went underground, and literally built himself up. Yeah, I remember like three in the morning coming out from a club, and I, I can't remember the station, but you know, it's like back when it was just some underground show on one of the stations and everything. And these guys were just talking at length about Drake, Drake, Drake. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. who's Drake? Huh. And it's like you know then. I, as I'm listening to, oh, that's that's Aubrey. They're talking about right, right, right. Aubrey from. Uh, I remember uh, I done an episode of um, uh, of the Grassy Junior High. Right, right. And I uh, I got to play myself. They were. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, they got to. They were. They were. Uh, it, it was an episode where they were. Um, it was a uh, whack your brain. So they were going up against another school in like a reach for the top like uh, right. trivia show. So. Um, uh, but that's the, an actual show that you also did host, right? Yeah, okay. I did Reach for the Top, yeah, like okay. the actual so show. So you like played real, yourself hosting the real show. Hosting a show, show that was like that, yeah. Ah, yeah. that's awesome. They went to my agent and said, listen, we're looking for like a, a, a guy who's like the guy who hosts Reach for the Top. She's like, uh, I represent the guy who hosts Reach for the Top. Great. We'll give him a uh, 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 time and a half and uh, nice. bring him in. It's like, all right. Sick. And, um, and, I, and I remember so, you know, it was a few of the guys and uh, Aubrey, now Drake, is, is yep. one of the guys that was there. And I remember his dressing room was right next to mine. And I could hear him. I always remember hearing him singing. He was singing a Tony Yayo song. Okay. I could just hear him through the okay. wall. And, um, and I remember when uh, so I, I left and uh, he had come out at the same time. And I said, you know, listen, I can hear your, you know, you, you like music? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I really want to. I really want to get into it. I really want to, you know, like, oh, I do that it. so interesting? Real stuff like that. I'm like, nah, man. Like, you know, look, if you, you want, then just like go. Like, get it done and stuff. And he was, you know, and even then, just, you know. Good young man, complimentary guy. Yeah. But he confident but even though he's and inspired. Focus, and, yeah, right? Focus. Like the focus. Because a couple of years later, he's, he's out of the show. He's not doing the show anymore. Yeah. And then I hear, I'm like, and it always took me back to that time when I did the show. I'm like, you know what? Good for him. He's not. He's not doing a Brian uh, Austin Green. Like, hey, I'm on 90210, and now I'm gonna do like. Songs and you're gonna like me because I'm on 90210. Right, he really he, did it. He went out and did it. And also, and I mean, yeah, like come on, like just look at his catalog. I mean, listen to some of the lyrics, like just the beats, he, the guys he worked with. The he made all the right moves. And you can't make all the right moves if you're not in a hundred percent. He yeah. went in to kill it. Yeah. He didn't go in looking for C's, and no. he could have. It'd have been very easy to yeah. just 
take all the teenagers that like the grassy and he could have made Did like, it the grassy know, Christmas album or something. Uh, don't even joke. Like, he could have. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man, it's me. Jimmy from the grassy. Yeah. Buy my rap album. I'm from the grassy because <laughs> yeah. I'm so classy. <laughs> but he didn't. He went underground, Ricky, Ricky. Yeah. built himself up. And look, he, that's what happens when you, you dedicate yourself to it. He decided to kill it and he killed it. So, you know what? Like, I mean, you know. I'll never say anything bad about that guy. Yeah. Good for him. Not a lot of people. People talk about it, and other people actually be about it. Yeah. And lots of people talk. Him and other guys yeah. actually did it. So yeah. that's what you got to do. You just got to go do it. Shout out to Drake. That's right. He's doing his thing. Aubrey Graham handling his business. No end in sight to his career, seemingly. He's, he's probably going to – I bet you his next album will be killer. You know what? It's a, Well, I mean, it's a it's – a, you know, because with him being the um, – uh, with the Raptors and being like there. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a position that is – He's got the keys to the city. Yeah. But it also assumes that you're going to be on top for a long time, that yeah. you are not going to fade. But, you know, look, he's got his eyes on the long game, right? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and that's also what makes him such a, a success and a bright guy. And for other people, too, who look at the long game. You know, there's times where you can look short-term and say, well, this is safe. He decided to take a risk. You know, genius. You're a, that's, you know, like now I'm starting to think Vince McMahon is a genius. Maybe now I've brought Maybe myself around yeah. and I've decided – it, the the genius is in the risks. The, yeah. the, the 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 genius, the smarts is in the danger. Where yeah. you decide, you know what? I'm gonna I'm taking away the safety net. I'm gonna leave a hit show. Look, there's not that many hit shows in Canada. There's <laughs> not there's not many. Right. You know, and that is a he, you got a license to print money. You could you know buy yourself a house, all your stuff. You leave that. That's a risk in and of itself. And then because it, it to disappear, right? He didn't. He wasn't taking advantage of that to disappear. And say, I'm going to do underground stuff where the next time I hear about him is like 2 in the morning listening on the radio. That's a risk. Yeah. Good things happen to people if you risk and you've got the talent to support that risk. And you, you're not going to get good at what you do if you don't work hard at it. Yep. Right? And that's the – and maybe we're coming full circle. But maybe that's the difference between those guys and just guys looking to get uh, uh, some celebrity status uh, doing internet pranks. Yep. Because there's a dedication to it. It's like, all right, I'm going to sink my teeth into this. There's a this. realness to it. There's a quality of realness where they're really in it to win it. That's All those words sound cliche and overused, but no. it's a real feeling. It's a it's a qualitative feeling that you're 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 thinking about it 24-7. You're dreaming about it. You're in it. You to wake be up, in something you means you're it. immersed in it. You're yeah. surrounded by it. Yeah. You are going to, you know, you're not just, not just one a hobby. foot in. No, no. And that's the, and good things happen. If you immerse yourself in it. Yeah. And you've got skills. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I, you know, if, if you can't sing, you can't sing. You know, nothing's going to – you can be – But there's auto-tune. <laughs> well done. Well done there. But there is auto-tune. Yeah. Shout out Kanye. <laughs> Shout out. Friend of the show, Kanye. <laughs> All right. So, hey, well, thanks for doing this, man. Let's, why no. don't we, let's say end it here and there, maybe one day in the future do it again. You never know. That's right. I hope I didn't uh, uh, talk your ear off too much. Uh, I hope, uh, but thanks for inviting me. And uh, and and good on you because you're you're taking some risks and you're firing it up. And I'm look, I'm I'm biased to those that grew up with the TVO, TVO kids, kids alumni. But TVO kids hashtag TVO kids alumni. You can yep. check out my Twitter every time I talk about somebody who used to watch the show or give them something. I always do hashtag TVO kids alumni. But good for you for 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 doing this and for taking leaps and much success to you. Thank you and man. the crawl space will always be behind you. So good looking out. Thank you, Joe. Thanks so much for being here. Not All right, right folks. Man. See you next time.